From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka. This week on Nintendo Main, what all do we get for Black Friday? Let's talk about it. Dave, don't dive no more. About 43 games for 98 bucks. It's less than two bucks a game. Now you got to play them. It's a true challenge. Welcome to your Nintendo <laughs> Main Podcast, episode 399. Your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about deals and trials and whatever else. We are your hosts. Tribulations? Nah, we're, we're not that kind of show. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> we are your hosts. I'm Trey. How many loops has this been, Johnson? Have I said this before? Did you already say that earlier? I'm Jeremy D. John Mustache Mikowski. I'm John. Busy for a while, litter. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, so are you about to be busy for a while, John? Oh, for sure. Definitely. Oh, because of the games. Because of all the games. Yeah. yeah. Oh, too, I thought. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I guess we can. I guess we can just go right into that. So, yeah, last week, if you're anybody who listened to it remembers, John made a pretty ultimate list of uh, database. And we did actually get a comment about it, too, which I saw you commented on it also, which you can just say yep. on here after I read it. So, yeah, we, we got a comment from a listener. Andrew Valentine says, "Longtime listener, first-time commenter, can someone please introduce John to Deku Deals? Thank you. And I have actually posted Deku Deals on, on Slack, and Deku Deals is great, actually. Yep. Deku Deals was introduced to me by Shake, and Deku is pretty great. It shows, uh, th- my favorite thing about it is that it, like, that, that it shows you, like, whether the price has been lower than this before, or, like, I, you know, it'll tell you, like, this price right now is the lowest it's been, or if it's been this before, yeah, like it'll give you like the time of when it was on sale and all that. And I think it does do like uh, Metacritic scores also, or similar things. Yeah, it, like it has the Metacritic scores on there. My thing, why I made the spreadsheet was really just because I was bulk buying and I wanted to like quickly add up the prices. So, Dekudus doesn't have anything like like that, where if you select a bunch of games, you add up the price and whatever. I think you can if you sign in, if you like make an account with them, because there's there's like a list option where you can put all the stuff that you're watching, yeah, you can, and I think it'll it'll like let you know if it's on sale or whatever. Yeah, you can do wish lists and stuff on there. Several wish lists. It's pretty cool. I agree, it's a useful tool. So, yeah, thanks for the suggestion, Andrew. I just personally, I wanted to like decide in the fly, like like what what games I would would get for the for the best price and all that. And I just know how to make spreadsheets pretty quick, so I did that. And uh, yeah, it worked out for me. But you know, also it just it this brought to mind like I wish that Nintendo would just like incorporate some of these Deku Deal facets into the eShop, like showing the Metacritic score or making multiple wish lists and all that. Like that really would be the best solution if they just updated the eShop and made it a little bit more customizable. Nintendo does way. not want reviews on the eShop. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, there's actually this is so this is a really really small thing that I would love to see on the eShop. And I don't know if any Nintendo eShop has ever done this. This has been on multiple PlayStations, but 
can we just buy two things at once? Can we just buy more than one thing at once? Speaking of yeah, like adding please. things up on the PlayStation Having three, uh, yeah, on the PlayStation three, uh, on the PlayStation store for PlayStation three, you could do that. You can make a fucking cart and put everything in there and buy it all at once. Instead of just like, I mean, I'm sure for like all the stuff that you got, it got pretty annoying. Like, you know, doing, putting like one thing and then one thing and one thing, just one like after another, yeah, put a I fucking just... cart in there. So you could just add to it and just be like, Oh, here it is. Or, you know, be nice. I I just went and I bought it all on 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 the website, not on not on the, oh, the okay. system itself. That would that would have taken an hour to buy all those games. It's really useful, and especially when you want to buy a bunch of stuff at once. Mm. Yeah, I, I go on the website. I think I just don't remember what my password is, and I can't figure out how to get on there, like on the on the on my phone because it's like saved to my computer, and I don't know what it is and whatever. So I just don't. One thing that I, I do like about Deku deals, which I wasn't aware of until. Uh, until Andrew's comment, and I went and dug in a little bit more. Um, they have a bang for your buck category. That's very useful. Oh, nice! Like to like col- shows, collections and stuff. Yeah, like basically, it'll show the games that are the cheapest that offer the most uh, playtime. Speaking of speaking of bang for your buck, I just have to mention this because I just saw it on Deku Deals. Uh, no More Heroes three fifteen dollars. Like that's uh that's a fucking steal. Like that game was on my top ten of the year of that year that it came out. If you like really weird violence and just really weird stuff in general and wrestling, there's actually a lot of fun uh, wrestling uh, references in there too. That's a great that's a great price for that. Fifteen bucks for for No More Heroes three. Yeah, probably one of the weirdest endings ever. I mean, one had a really weird ending, but three was even crazier. Like the way it, even stuff that was kind of prophetic, like stuff that became. Uh, a thing later like this there's a there's a fight at the end where it's like oh you called out that guy that ended up being shitty later and all that but yeah 15 bucks great game i know you already spent enough john but anybody yeah, else who's listening to this who hasn't played it yet play that game it's great what is uh when they do like bang for your buck do they incorporate like how long to beat like the amount of hours that it would take to get through it and stuff like that or is it just like how yeah many i think they use how it? long to beat or, or something but, but that's the the basic uh, thing that they're adding up is because what how little are you spending and then how much playtime will you get out of it it's always good to know yeah I like i like mostly that it just shows uh yeah it shows like if it was you know if it had been that price before if it's lower like you know i, I like that those sort of details where it's like this is the lowest it's ever been or you know whatever i do like that too because it kind of lets you know maybe at better deals coming down the road and another really good thing on deku deals is uh if you click on whatever it is, it'll show you the prices for all the places, like even like physical as well. So it'll be like, here's Amazon, Walmart, Best Buy, Target, GameStop, Walmart. Like it'll show you everything, like just all lined up. So you know where the cheapest place is and, and including eShop prices and all that, which is always nice because there's a couple times where, you know, you accidentally buy something physical and then you find out it's the same price online on the eShop. Is, that's happened for me before. And it's like, oh, damn it. Because I always prefer to just get the eShop deal. But do you want to talk about your big your big collection of games that you gathered here with the deals, John? Yeah, you guys want me to go first? Yeah. Yes. Why not? We're already talking sure. about it, so just get into sure. it. Uh, well, so first of all, I got to say I've been playing Sonic Superstars aside from the deals. I hope so. That's really fun. You know, it's it it, it just feels like a classic Genesis game as they as they've advertised. In fact, I tried using the the Genesis NSO controller Works great, feels great, feels just like classic Sonic game. Um, however, one thing is that you can't with the with this new game. There's a feature where you press the right stick to select superpowers and stuff, and so that 
makes it kind of you'd have you'd have to be switching back and forth if you want to switch your superpowers that's the only thing that you'd have to yeah jump onto the old controller for so yeah i did say that i did say that last week where uh yeah you wouldn't be able to use all of the powers with the with the sega genesis controller but the thing is is you don't necessarily have to use those power powers if you don't want to they're not integral to the to the game like you can beat the game there are are points where where it will stop though like like when you get the new power and and it's oh yeah yeah okay yeah stage. like you have to do it yeah. yeah there is there is that there there are tutorials yeah. where they force you to do yeah. a thing to get out of the tutorial but that's the only time you, and then after that you don't you, have, you don't ever have to use it ever again and jeremy you, you can't remap it because the way you select your powers is like a like a wheel okay like, so it's right. like so, a touch yeah. base you, you you need you like hold it down and then you correct turn the stick to where it is. Yeah, you would have yeah. to you would have to make the right stick be a button or something if you were just using the Genesis. I mean, the Genesis controller only has three buttons on it, so it's already pretty limited. You know, it's so it's kind of it's just for jump, right? <laughs> I mean, you would just do jump or I don't know what. Yeah, they got to work something out with the mode button. There's that mode button on the on the shoulder. Mm. But, yeah. I wish they would have figured that out because I really prefer I would prefer playing it on the Genesis controller. It feels great. The rest of the game feels just like a classic Sonic game. Have Have you played any of the bonus levels, like the the tilting ones? Yeah, those are fun. I like those a lot. Like the I, I thought they made yeah. them like so much more interesting in this game. The one where you like where you keep going like deeper and deeper and deeper into it. You know where it's right. like where you find the thing and then you go into it and you're looking for the coins. I thought that was really cool. I I actually ended up playing all of them because I thought they were really fun. Like I, I enjoyed the whatever the new mechanics. Yeah, what, what Trey is talking about is it's basically they took the the bonus levels from Sonic One, where you just be kind of like knocking around inside this rotating box and trying to find your way to different corners of the box. They made like a, a better version of that. And yeah, it is fun. I agree. It's, yeah, it's really addictive. Like even though even though like the coins that you get aren't really don't really mean that much if you don't play online because all they really do is unlock like new new outfits that you could do if you decide to do like the competitive stuff. I still found it really fun just to just to try to get to the end of those levels because I thought they were really unique and and cool. And it's like a you know it's like a puzzle box that has like different layers to it and all that. Well, I got a couple. I got two non gaming deals which I thought were worth mentioning. I got some air tags. I got four pack of air tags for eighty bucks. What are those? Down from hundred bucks, the Apple air tags. So the the tracking pods. Oh, I don't know. I don't so know. What those stick are. it in. Your... Where are yeah, they right now? So I got one in my uh, luggage. I got one in my backpack. One in my computer case. And the other one, I forget where I put it. What do they you do? Deploy somewhere? them. What do they do? It's like you've ever heard a tile. No, I mean I've heard uh, a tile well, like on the little... floor. Like tile, you know, it's a like, jeep. It's a GPS, a GPS tracker that you put on stuff, so you could find it easily if you lose it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you like put it on it's your essentially keys. like a bug. So you could like put it on people's cars and shit if you wanted. You could. In fact, the first thing that happens when you pair it to your phone is it says, "Did you?" Many this? states have laws on the books <laughs> saying you can't put these things in other people's bags and whatever and all that. So they're they're aware of that. I would just yeah, I would just put it on my keys. It's like the one thing. It's literally like a bug, like a use. spy movie thing, but it's pretty cool because like it, yeah. it uses the uh, Find My iPhone hmm. system that already exists. So I guess it's like low power consumption. Oh, and, the other and, one it, I, and it emits a sound. The thing I would need to put it on is is, is my phone because that's probably the thing I lose the most. But yeah, can, but can you do that? You already have a thing to do that. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Switchback. That's right. I forgot. So um, I got these because actually on my last vacation that I just went on, 
we lost uh, our luggage, my, my luggage and then my sister's luggage, but oh, it no. was saved because my sister had AirPods. AirTags? Air, AirTags, yeah. And, and so we were at the, uh, we were checking out from Royal Caribbean and Royal Caribbean, when you leave the boat, basically you get into this big warehouse where all the luggage is just waiting for you. And you have a, you have a, a, a number you're supposed to go to, you know, number 61 to get your, your luggage and people have, you know, to go to different numbers, different areas of the warehouse to pick up their luggage. So we went to number 61 and there was no more luggage left. Um, you know, my parents had got some stuff and my sister got most of her bags, but I didn't get my bag and my sister was missing a bag. And luckily my niece had remembered that uh, Jenny had put air, air tags in her, in her bag. And so we were able to determine that the, the our bags were mistakenly put back by the boat with the crew luggage, like they, our bags were getting ready to go On back out boat. to the Bahamas again. Yeah, and that wouldn't that's not happen. Fair. If... They would have got an extra vacation. I know. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, that's. Yeah, that's definitely integral for uh, for travel like that. Yeah, I didn't even. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I've never heard anybody ever mention these things. Probably because I listen to mostly people that are my age that don't know anything about this shit or just don't talk about it. I guess they just talk about thirty year old shit. I've thought about them, especially since I have an Apple device, but mm. currently I, I don't know. I don't travel enough to justify it, but it'd be fun to like, I'm sure it's too heavy to pick up with a, a, a balloon or something, but still like do something like that where you just like release it, send it out, track it, see where it goes. Yeah, it's, a, far it's it super light. You could, you could totally put it on like a helium balloon and watch it fly, throw it, throw it away and see, uh, see what I mean, dog, that'd be a waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of, I don't, yeah. I mean, what you got them for like 40, it, 40 do you like, each or something. Do like a ship in a bottle type thing, throw it in the ocean in a bottle. Or no, four for see 80, that's like, it's like 20 bucks each. But yeah, I still wouldn't want to get 20 bucks to just to see its, see its travel or see its journey or whatever, <laughs> see where it goes. So yeah, we got that. I, I got that. The other thing I got was, I got a sunrise alarm clock. You ever, you guys, ever, guys ever heard of this before? Take, take I guess. have, but I don't trust it. I'll say take a guess. Trust oh. Take a guess if I've heard of this or not. I'm the old person in this. I'm always the old person in this podcast because I'm two years older than both of you. But no, I've never That's heard of true. any of these things. I don't trust that it would work for me. Is what I mean. Oh, okay. The, but one of the few things that I'm actually good at is sleeping, so I don't need a <laughs> don't need something like this. So light and light shining in my face like doesn't matter. I'll sleep right through it. Like I actually sleep really well. Yeah, I'm a pretty. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty heavy. Light my face. I'm a pretty heavy sleeper too. Once I get, I once, I, so, once I get I to sleep, sleep with but... the lights on, like if I know, if I know I have to get up early or whatever, I'll leave the lights on and helps me wake up. But this thing, I don't know, it just has a, a, a so far I've only used it four, four or five times because I got it a couple of days ago. But every time I've woken up, it, it, it's just been, I've been more fulfilled and like, I feel like I got a full night's sleep, even if I've only slept for three or four hours. And that's just because this thing, it's an alarm clock that simulates sun, the sunrise. So it, it'll start like with a low level of light and then over 30 minutes it it just keeps increasing 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 it's, it in effect a, it has it a just... big bulb on it or something so it's here i, I got it right or here do you plug Could it you just get like a smart it, bulb and so that's it oh, oh it kind of like looks a, like a ring light as i say it's a giant ring light with a with a time like a ring it. light yeah 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 and it connects to your phone and you can set multiple alarms yeah, does it have multicolored here's my alarm multicolored clock. lights like, can you change the color yeah, of the lighter? I just turned it on by accident, but yeah. Like, there's this red light going on right now, so you can do, like, 
It looks like a donut. It looks it looks like a donut or a or a bagel, like a lopsided bagel. Those things those things at the mall where you put the quarter in it that starts going. Oh yeah. (laughs) Those things. It does look like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's got this kind of sleek design to it. But uh, I I'm enjoying it very much and I don't know. I mean I'm gonna get a lot of use out of it. I, I I feel like I'm getting a better sleep because of it, so that's totally worth it. Um does it like sing you to sleep too? It will not sing you to sleep, but it can simulate sunset as well. So if you have trouble falling asleep, it can do sunset and then it'll also pulse if you want to. So you can you can like do breathing exercises along with the light that will help you fall asleep. Could you like put on like ambient sounds and then have it like flash like thunderstorm and stuff? Yeah, it has different sounds to it. It'll do like rain. It'll do you know the, the so it'll do like a waves. lightning flash and stuff. It won't. It won't do the lightning. Flash. I don't think you want that. That might woke you up, right? Or I guess if you uh, if you if really want to get woke up, it does do it does do like a like a last minute like if you've hit the, the snooze alarm. Uh, too many yeah, times, it, stabs you. it, it makes the sound that uh, crazy. It makes the same that Jim Carrey makes in Dumb and Dumber. When he's like, Do you want to hear the most annoying <laughs> sound in the world? It's like, Pretty All right, much. fine. The gentle lighting didn't work. Or if you ever played that game, yeah. it was a double dribble that has like the the, bow, bow, the bow, bow, constant bow. bouncing that's the incredible <laughs> and most uh, annoying sound ever. It's like, <laughs> That's hey, I love that sound. That's really incredibly annoying, too. I fucking love that sound, bro. That would make me sleep like a mustard. I was going to say, if you need to fall asleep, just put on that episode of Xenoblade that we did, and it'll just put you right out. Just listen, yeah. just listen to us talk about RPGs, and you'll be you'll be asleep. <laughs> I've seen evidence of it before on here. Same. So, yeah, that's it for my non-gaming deals. Now on to the good stuff. So I got pretty much every game that I listed last week. So I'm going to try to only say the ones that I've actually played just to you know, not spend another 45 minutes on, on my list. Sure. Um, I, di- I did not end up getting Katamari Damacy. Oh. I wanted to, but that was like th- the most I spent on a game this week, I think was $7. So yeah. that's kind of like the maximum that I wanted to do per game. Um, but I'll get that eventually at some other point. So the ones that I got, I mean, I, 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 I get what you're, I get what you're going for on here. Like when I first, when I first got my PS3, I was I was on this mission to buy three games for sixty dollars for the price of one, mm-hmm. and that's just like twenty yeah. bucks once. But you're just like inflating it even more. It's like how many can we get yeah. for a hundred dollars? Yeah, I don't want to get like like the best that I could find for the cheapest. Sure. And I think I I think I I did really well. Um, so I'm just gonna mention the ones that I've got to mess around with a little bit. <laughs> the seventh guest, point and click adventure, you know, classic CD-ROM game. I really want to play that one again, like definitely. Actually, that was that was the most that I spent. That that one I spent twelve bucks on, mm. but um, yeah, I think that was worth it. I think especially for people of our era, like you had that game if you had a CD-ROM and like to revisit that is that's pretty cool. I think it holds up pretty well. I've only played it for maybe thirty minutes this week, but I thought it, I thought it was cool to like go around and explore the mansion. And to me, this game was always like mists. Um, weird cousin, like 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 you know, gothic cousin or whatever. This was pre mist, wasn't just, it? Like, I thought they came out before mist. Am I, am I, I wrong? Think they on came that? out around the same time. If they, if hey, cousins out, can be born at different times. Oh, I'm just saying. Uh, I thought that I, I thought I'm. I well, I mean, I thought that I had played Seventh Guest before I played Mist. Is, is what is what I think, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know which one came out first, but I think I think Trey, if you're 
curious about it, I think go for it. I think I think you'll enjoy it. I'll, I'll get um, I'll get it I'll get it at some point. I just um I got a lot of games to play, so I don't need another one yet as of right now. But it's also it was a uh, it was just I, I wanted it to be cheaper. I guess I didn't want to you know it it wasn't that much of a for me you know. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna wait till it goes till it goes lower. I got Ape out, and I messed around with that one for about an hour or so. It's really fun. Urban now. Yeti. Urban Yeti. <laughs> Ape out, yeah. So I've heard, much yeah. different. So uh, they, they came out in the same... It is much different, but the perspective is similar. Oh, because it's top-down. They're yeah. actually like... I was right. Seventh Guest did come out before Mist, but only by a few months. Okay. Seventh Guest came out mm-hmm. in April of 93, and Mist came out in September of 93. Sounds like a missed and, opportunity. And, and end of September. So nice. don't call Seventh Guest a Mist-type game, because they were before them. And they were all before pissed. This is a seventh type game. The the one with the P, the P Y S T, which they used to sell at Best Buy. I always wanted to play that game, but never. Oh, yeah, I want to try that too. Bring back pissed. It'll probably show up on Switch next year when they're when they're actually towards the end, right? Yeah, I thought it was fun for like some you know quick run and gun type. Action. I like it because it, it's run and ape procedurally generated, right? I think so. Like it'll be a similar sort of thing, but the levels will be different each time. Like, like they'll be just as challenging, but the the layout will be different, so you can't exactly memorize like the ideal path or whatever. And like I said last week, uh, I like I like the adaptive soundtrack. Like I always like games that do that. Yeah, it soundtrack should, is cool. It's changes to what you do. You know, those sort of jazzy. Cool. And it goes oh, super! Lower. It's like totally free jazz, and it like yeah. uh, it uses the like contrast really, really well. Like I think. It's mm-hmm. it's like the understated visuals are probably underappreciated, you know. Yeah, I think they're pretty good for what the what the music and just the entire feel of the game is very. It's like a free jazz killing spree, like from an anime or something. Right. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the style with with the visuals and the music. Reminds me of the opening to like a cowboy Bebop. a slew of sixties movies. Well, yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking the uh, first thing I thought there was just Cowboy Bebop intro. Yeah, I'm thinking that or like if Quentin Tarantino got into jazz while filming Kill Bill. Speaking of Bill. Or or if, or if you put if you just put jazz on uh, Lady Snowblood, the original Kill Bill. I got Bill and Ted's excellent retro collection. Not great games. Again, just worth it to have Bill and Ted on, on the Switch. The first one, the NES one, is like an adventure game. Uh, it's pretty bad. It's hard to control. It's a three-quarters angle. Like a- Okay, not bad like great, <laughs> like bad like bad. Yeah, I remember running running it and just being really confused. And there's like numbers that you call right in the in the um, phone booth. Yeah, you have, you have to you do. Have to, yeah, the, the whole phone booth thing is really confusing. You have to dial the num. You, you have a phone book which which, which will get you to certain uh, historical figures, and then you have to. It goes to a sequence where where your your phone booth is just kind of like bouncing all over the place and you have to get the phone booth to land on the numbers in the correct order and it's all just convoluted and unnecessary but you just like phone booths carlin just like just like phone booths the last time i saw a phone booth was at the two-way and the two-way has been closed for like years so i don't know was that bar that we used to go to i haven't seen a phone booth in a long time an actual working one like that was a functional phone booth i like, have seen phone booths without phones in them yeah, it's, it's not a great game. I probably won't play it too much, but I just think it's cool to have George Carlin and Keanu Reeves there in a, in a Nintendo game. And actually, we had a phone booth at yeah, the Beachwood. Uh, there wasn't a phone booth at the at the two way. There was just a payphone there for anybody who cares. 
then they have the portable game, the Game Boy one, which is just called the. It's, it's pretty much like like a one screen arcade game similar to the Donkey Kong. Not that great, but an interesting novelty. I got Castlevania Anniversary Collection. Everybody knows about that. I don't, I don't have to go into that too much. It was cool to try Kid Dracula, which I never tried before. I played that game. Well, I've mentioned before. Uh, I, be- I beat a few games on there. Uh, I beat Castlevania 4. Well, I beat that before. I, I beat it on Super Nintendo originally, with no save states, way back when. But I beat, uh, I remember I beat uh, Bloodlines there for the first time. I actually posted on our YouTube. You can watch my playthrough of Bloodlines from the c- collection on, on YouTube.com slash Podcast. And I also played through, uh, like I said, played through Castlevania 2, and I thought it was great. I didn't understand why it got so much shit, but whatever. I just really wish this had Symphony of the Night. I think that's a huge miss, but they're probably saving that one because they know they can get, can get more money for it. I mean, speaking of Symphony of the Night, would you ever get the Advance Collection? Because that's... I would get that, sure. Yeah, I mean, that one just not on sale enough. I just thought, you know, if I was going to get a Castlevania game, I'd go for the Advance ones. I mean, I guess it's it depends on what you want. If you want, like, the NES-style stuff, more of that. But I wasn't sure if you're necessarily interested in, like, the Metroidvania almost RPG style later Castlevania games. Yeah, uh, I I had the DS one. Was it Order of Ecclesia? That was one of them. I had one, one of the DS ones, yeah. Was it Dawn of Sorrow yeah, was, was the first cool. one? Because DS, obviously. I think yeah. Order of Ecclesia was a third. I say Order of Ecclesia was. was one of the last ones, right? It was probably the last DS one, because yeah. I don't think I got it that was. one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I do that have one. that one. It's cool. Uh, yeah, I, I would get the other castlevania you know advanced ones or whatever i just i didn't i didn't want to spend all my money on castlevania because i think there's there's this one there's the advance and there must be isn't there isn't there some more castlevanias on sale or something there's only well there's only two know. collections there's just the regular Is castlevania it? anniversary one and the advanced collection i just wanted to start with this one because i guess it's chronological maybe i'll get the other one later yeah so that's castlevania i got one called Creeks, which I'd tried before on Apple Arcade, and I thought it was cool. It's a point-and-click adventure with really like kind of grim illustrations. And I did not play that one too far, but uh, I, I think it's I think it's cool, and I'll give it a, a, sh- a shot later. I'm in a real point-and-click adventure mood, so I, get, I got a bunch of those this week, too. Another one I got uh, along those lines is Deponia Collection, which is, this is four games, four games that I'd never actually heard of, I didn't, let alone... <laughs> that they have a collection um and the and it's it's another point and click adventure series um looks well animated i did not get very far and in, into and even just kind of poked in tried it out for a minute it seems like something that has a good sense of humor in the in the in the the text blurb on, on the game's page it says you know, they reference disc world and matt graining and all that so it should be fun if it's like those isn't Dis- isn't Discworld? Isn't that like that sci-fi series? It's Terry yeah. Pratchett. Terry Pratchett, yeah, right. yeah. Is it, uh, isn't Dan, it like who a whole, was on our show a couple weeks ago? It was like a whole bunch of. Into, uh, it's a bunch world. of it's a bunch of books, right? Isn't it like a book series about the afterlife or something? They, they actually made some they made some games in the mid nineties or so, late nineties. More point and clicks. They're actually on the PS one. That's what Dan got into PS one collecting for a while because he wanted mm-hmm. to get back the. Uh, Discworld game was one of the big ones, and I was like, "What's Discworld?" And I ended up reading a couple of those books like several years ago. But I mean, they're like uh, young adult kind of sort of mm-hmm. fantasy novels that all exist in the same world, but it's like the weird and wacky world of Terry Pratchett. There's forty. There's forty. Forty-one Discworld novels. That's a lot. 
the world is like on the back. What is like the world's on the back of four elephants who are standing on top of a turtle shell. Turtles, like turtles all the way towards, down. The turtles moving towards some light in the distance, and that's sort of like one of the common themes of the first few novels. That the turtles going towards this light, but they don't know what it is. But the scientists have realized that the light's getting bigger in the sky, so we're obviously going towards it. Why? Fun stuff. Yeah, I had heard about it. I had heard yeah. about it before, just like mentioned. Also, like uh, in the world of like Terry Pratchett, like magic is like extremely like tedious to do. So like hardly anyone uses it because it's just like so hard to do. Because yeah, it's 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 kind of weird, but yeah, to do to do a spell, it's just like so much effort. Like most people just don't even bother, even though it's something cool and magical yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to do the paperwork. It's so, it's so like it's not the paperwork. Ago. It's like the you got to get all the ingredients, and it's got to be the right place at the time, and like the conditions have to be perfect. You know, it, it's like science, but it is still magic. It's it's so it's so nice. It's so nineteen eighty three. No, nobody does it anymore. It's not cool anymore. Well, hopefully, this uh, Deponia collection is as uh, revered as or, or as as uh, quality as those those books. Uh, people say those books are. So, uh, Downwell, that's that one that's always on sale for two bucks. Fairly I like that game. I've played, I've played a bit of that. I remember that one. It's a, it's a yeah. very much a pick up and play game. Like, yeah, play it as long as you want, quit. It's pretty much a, a shmup, but you're just falling instead of going forward yeah. in the ship. And the goal is to get as far down as you can down the well. I believe that one's also procedurally generated. Is it? I think so. Yeah, so far it's cool. Flipping Death is this one that really surprised me because I thought it was something else completely. I just, I, I read the blurb too fast, and I thought it was like a card game, which is not normally my thing, but but also it got a really high Metacritic score, like 84 or something like that, and it was only $2.50, so I said, okay, I'll take a chance on it. That's a lot less than and I paid for a, it. <laughs> I, bought I, it. I bought it for full price whenever it came out. I thought it looked really cool. Okay. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I stopped playing for it for whatever reason. I don't remember why. Probably something else came out. I don't know. There might be some footage of me playing on on YouTube somewhere if you if you look for it. Yeah, I, th- I think it's cool. It's that's actually more of an adventure platformer where it's a it's like a diorama. It's something looks look something like I don't know Tim Burton inspired or something or or like almost like that show Ariel Monsters. Remember that Nickelodeon show? Mm-hmm. Kind of reminded me of that. Or you mean ah, uh, real monsters? Gotta emphasize those exclamation points on there. So I always say true, say it in my head. Ah, it's late over here. Yeah, I've played that one for a good hour or so, and I I think this is something that I could really get into. You're like, so you die at the beginning, and you're taking over for death, collecting souls. And uh, but the the trick is that on this two D diorama type game, uh, the underworld is the flip side. So you're flipping back and forth between the back of the diorama and the front of the diorama, and you're possessing souls the whole time. I'm gonna get into this one more. I'll probably play it all the way through. I think it's that that good from what i played so far uh i got Goragoa, which i did not get into uh, it's a puzzle game another one was gris and jeremy you said you had that one before it's got a yeah really cool I, I got into it a little bit i haven't played yeah. much but yeah it's got super duper like like really like flowery pretty yeah. almost like reminds me of like some 80s fantasy type animation yeah it looks like it could be i don't know on like a record album cover or something like you start out the game opens up and and you're it's like it's very white simplistic drawings pure um you know just a few colors here and there but you're this you're you're sleeping in a giant hand that's how it begins so it's like like trippy album cover artwork and you're just kind of 
progressing through it and the animation is beautiful it really does look like something that's just like a music video or something doesn't look like a video game um and i i'm really i'm gonna play this one through again because i'm into cinematic platformers like that uh konami arcade classics it turns out this one's all shmups except for weirdly haunted castle which should be in the it should be in the Castlevania collection, not in the. Like it's in the. Yeah. It's in the wrong collection. Yeah, that's weird. I, I have this. I have this one too because it was on. Because I got it on sale uh, at some point. It is weird that Haunted Castle is not in the Castlevania one, but I think this came out before the Castlevania collection came out, so maybe that's why. But, but still, it, I don't know. It's also just weird that it's all shmups except for this game. I think I got a, the like Konami one. I think I got the Konami one for the for the Gradius games, just because I or Gradius, however you want to pronounce it. Because I played, because uh, I played it a lot on NES. Like that was one of the first NES games I ever had. Was was, uh, was Gradius, or Gradius. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not normally into these games, but I thought for four bucks, you know, I, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Mark of the Ninja turns out to be one of my favorites that I've got so far. Yeah, I heard that was good. This was on on Wii U. Did you just play it on Wii U? It was on Wii U. I didn't. I didn't think it was on Wii U. I believe it was. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Because I, I. I don't know. I feel like I bought most things that were on Wii U. Well, regardless, it's a 2D stealth platformer, and it's kind of like like Hitman a little bit in that way, like Hitman mixed with the Messenger or something. And it's all about sneaking around, staying in the shadows, using your your grappling hook and all that. I thought the animation is really cool. It looks it, it looks like I don't, almost like a I don't, Disney afternoon style animation, except for it's obviously dark and about killing people. It, it wasn't on Wii U. I'm enjoying this one. It wasn't oh, okay. Uh, it was on. It was on three. It was on three sixty originally, and uh, oh, okay. Xbox One, X, Xbox One, and PS Four, and Linux and Windows and Mac. But no, no Wii U. I was gonna say I, I would have got it if it was on Wii U because there wasn't a whole lot of games on there. We kind of picked up whatever we had. Yeah, looking at this one, if you've if you've not tried it, it's a this is a quality game. I've heard good things about well, it. I've definitely played all the way through. It's like yeah, a Metroid, Metroidvania kind of right, but it, but it's like a sneaking. Or stealthy, whatever. I haven't got, I haven't got to any Metroidvania aspects. It's definitely a two D platformer, and it's all about sneaking and stealth and and taking people out in mm-hmm. cool ways, like a ninja. Uh, Pixel three, I think you guys will both definitely be interested in. This is a WarioWare like, like such a like like why aren't why aren't there more WarioWare likes? Everybody likes WarioWare, but there's not that many series that that set out to do a, a WarioWare style game. But this is like, what if WarioWare were a point-and-click starring MacGyver's jerky cousin? Mm. Jerkiver? Jerkiver, yeah. I mean, he like runs around kicking random people, and he's just like making an ass of himself the whole time. Not unlike uh, Wario. but So you'll get a series of five emergencies, quote-unquote emergencies, and you have to play them on repeat rapidly until you clear them all and figure out how to beat them and, and save the day, right? So like one one of the emergencies that I played was I had to play an old man at chess and like every time I click on the board I click on all the pieces and it I just fail every time like I click on the queen and I end up just like like pretending to make out with the queen and then the old man gets annoyed at me and slaps the board <laughs> or I I click on the horse and the horse kicks me off the board and like every piece that I click on I lose, I lose, I lose. So I'm trying to figure out what am I doing wrong? Turns out the way to save the day is to sucker punch the old man. And that's how you win the game. Sure. So it's just that, Make, that kind sense. of humor. It's really funny. 
So yeah, I think anyone who wants like a unique spin on WarioWare, check out McPixel Three. By the way, there's don't do no... that to the nice guys in the park, guys. The I guys with chests in the park. Punch don't do it. Punch, punch, punch the nice guys in the park. I don't know. They might they might be trying to take your money. You know, you never know. They, they might be swindling you or something. I don't know. I never I never I, I never played chess with anybody in the park. What do I know? Don't think you've you you missed out. Like I was I was honestly a little hesitant because I don't like to come in on on later games in the series. Well, first of all, this is a warrior type, so whatever. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think you out. need the story of Mix Mix Pixel <laughs> One and Two in order to play this. Right. <laughs> the title though, there's a it, it, it's a joke because like there's no there's actually no Mix Pixel Two, so they just jumped right to three. Sure. I was gonna say it's like so, it's that like is a, hilarious. It's like yes. anybody who's like I never played Street Fighter two because I didn't know what happened in one. Yep. It's like it's better not to. Um, the game's bad. <laughs> Piku Niku is really cool. You must have seen this one. This one's on sale. A lot. I, I have this one too. It's, never. It's it's on my you? digitally sealed folder because I've never played it. But it was yeah. I got it for like cents or something. Like it was on sale. Oh, okay. A lot. I think I got it for like eighty five. Crack that seal. It's like really that. good. Um, it's like funny uh, physics based humor. It's a platform adventure game. Or there's like some puzzles in there. I thought it was more like a platform action game, but it's really not. It's like, it's like you walk around, solve puzzles, you know, bring the apples across the screen to this character who wants apples and whatever. It's just the, the style and the humor of it is is what really lends it the charm. Like the way that your character walks, his feet actually like stick to the ground and the steps are purposeful. It's not like Mario where he's running and, you know, gliding across the ground, whatever. Just the way that the character walks with his long, lanky legs, and his legs will like find whatever surfaces next. So, like if the if there's a wall next, like he'll he'll, he'll stick his legs to the wall, and like you can flip your character around as you as you jump. And it's just it's just fun the way this character moves. Um, your main attack is you kick, so you can kick people across the screen, and they'll get annoyed with you and start kicking you too. Yeah, but there's a co-op mode which I didn't realize until today. I, I turned the game on with my nephew and found the co-op mode, and uh, he said that it is now his third favorite game of all time. <laughs> so it's it's pretty fun. What's what's his what's his top two like? Uh, uh, goose go, Goose game. So he specifically and, uh, said this is my third favorite game, or I like See? this game, but not as much as these other two. No, he he started like we we were laughing, having a good time. You know, it's that sort of unraveled style. Right, co-op, help you. Oh, I thought you meant like out, hanging like, out with family. Oh, <laughs> but he, he, we're having a fun time, and he's jumping up, down, laughing. And he says, "This is my third favorite game of all time." That's so fucking cute. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, what are his What are his top two though? Do you know? Uh, he likes he likes Plants vs Zombies, and then his second favorite game of all time was Among Us, which he hadn't played yet. He just heard about it. And he really yeah. wanted to try it, so oh, that was his but it's, favorite <laughs> game of all time. <laughs> wow, it's just, it's my it's you, he likes it better than that game, but he's never played it. That that's funny. He's a it sounds yeah. like a reviewer in in uh in, in coming there, you know, right? <laughs> that's, the, that's the first part to starting a review is not playing the game and then no talking about it. He just knows the zeitgeist is saying, "Hey, Among Us is cool," and so he's like, "Well, you know, I trust the zeitgeist." Ten out of ten. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> IGN future IGN reviewer right there. Your nephew was like, if AOC is playing it, then it's probably at least a number two game. Yeah, I think somebody somebody asked me about it. Maybe it was at Thanksgiving or something. I don't remember. And they're like, you ever play Last of Us? And I was like, yeah, it was like five bucks. So I thought I'd try it out. <laughs> you Are know? you talking about Among Us or Last of Us? I mean, not Last of Us. Among Us. 
I, I mixed up the other. Very different games. Well, yeah. Last of Us, I uh, Brandon lent it to me. I didn't pay anything for it, but I'd rather play that than Among Us. That's for sure. That's why I bought it a second time on PlayStation 4. I got River City Melee Mach. Uh, that's M-A-C-H. I'm not, not sure how to say that. Is it Match or Mach? But it's spelled M-A-C-H. I'd think, say Mach. I think Mach. Uh, is think it? Mach. Yeah. Is it? Uh, th- is that one of like the prequel ones? How, how, no, it's where, basically like what if River City were Smash Brothers? Oh, okay. It's a it's a multiplayer brawling game. I haven't actually tried it yet. I think there's a version of this on the Japanese Nintendo Switch Online because I played a weird one that had like a that there was like the River City guys, but it was there's like a race <laughs> one, and there's also like yeah, that's one that's where you uh, fight people. Crash and the Boys Street Challenge over here. There was a couple different some, ones. They called, so, they called so, something uh, different in the Japanese version, but so yeah, it's the so same game. mock match, whatever. I mean, if it's Japanese, it should be ch instead of k. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it means like yeah, maybe it one. is a play on that, like match, but minus the t or whatever. I don't know. I got Sega Ages Virtual Racing. I have that game. Which, I think it's a cool novelty, and like it's fun to to look back and see what this game is. You know, at, at that time, the game was so futuristic. If you walked into an arcade and you saw virtual racing you were just like stepping 40 years into the future that's what it felt like and it, you know now it's kind of more of a novelty like it, it's a it's a okay to good racing game it's very simple there's not a whole lot to do on it right no it's just because i just remember not a whole lot, to do. Not a whole no, lot to do you're just doing laps you know yeah not a whole lot to do not a whole lot not a whole lot of courses Genesis either version. right it's just it's just like one race yeah. i think or a couple I knew what I was getting. I knew I was getting a simple game and all that, but I, I thought it would include the Genesis version too. I thought, but it doesn't. That's that's kind of a mist to me. I want to see what the Genesis version looks like nowadays. Yeah, I think it's just. I think it's just a port of the arcade, right? It is. Yeah, because it's like the yeah. Sega. Yeah, which I mean, it, it's probably the best version of that you know that exists. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got a couple of games that I haven't actually played yet, so I'll just mention them real quick i got super brothers sword and sorcery uh the complex that fmd game last campfire which is a, a i think it's like a three platform game it's an ea game and it looks pretty pretty good you got higher reviews uh talos principle which i'm excited to try i think i'm going to save this one for for last because i'll probably get really into this um, that one's first person puzzle game along the lines of portal yeah it's like that one what's what's that other one that that's on there that you really like uh it has a similar oh, super liminal? Like this. no not super liminal uh i don't think you got it but it was also stanley parable yeah that one it's kind of like it's it's like those yeah. type of games right yeah like portal yeah. or stanley parable or whatever i'm waiting for stanley parable to go on sale it's not been on sale yet hmm. yeah that's been out for a while. Uh, thumper did you, thumper. you oh you, you haven't played thumper yet i played that it's cool it's, remember, def- it's simple it but it's like yeah it's it's difficult it's simple i just lighting I like the, bolt the visuals it's the artist from Lightning Bolt that does all Lightning the music. Bolt. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that last Yeah, the music's cool. We did talk about it. You know, I like Lightning Bolt a lot, but it's not for the weak of heart. We got one called Time Lie, which uh, I think is our, I've not played that one yet, but it's like you're... It's like you're lying about know, time. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it, it's a stealth game, and I think you can like rewind time and all that stuff. Um, more about that one later, because I haven't actually tried it yet. I got Who Pressed Mute on Uncle Marcus. This is one of the better FMV games that I've ever played. It's really it, it's really cool. It's like streamlined and to the point. Basically, you're you're one of the family on, on a Zoom call, and your Uncle Marcus kind of DMs you to say, hey, you know, somebody on this Zoom call poisoned me, and I need you to 
figure out who it was and figure out what they used so I can get the antidote. And I've only got, you know, 30 minutes, whatever mm. left. I'm going to die if you don't figure this out. Oh. So there's, there's a, it's, it's, I just like the focus of it because it's like other FMV games, which play out, you know, beginning to end as a movie and, you know, choose your own adventure style and sometimes can lose my attention or whatever. And certainly like, unlike some of the Sega CD games and that kind of thing, which just didn't really know what they were doing. This one's like focused and you, you your, your, your playtime is going to be about 30 minutes every time. And the performances are good. These are like some, uh, there's a couple of, you know, known familiar faces in there who know what they're doing performance wise. And it's fun. It's like playing clue or something like that. I think this could be a really fun one to play. If you've got a couple of people around watching. Does it, does it have different endings and stuff? One. Does it, does it, uh, or, I mean, can you play, know. can you play through it different ways? Like, like, you know, like the other ones where like, depending on what decision you make, it goes, you can have different endings or different uh, paths or whatever. I was nervous to look into, I was wondering that too, but I was nervous to look into it because I don't want to get anything, you know, spoiled for me. I'd like to try and try and get through with the game. I, I only played it once. I did not win. Poor Uncle Marcus died. Oh. But uh, yeah, I think it's, it's a fun game. I'm going to keep playing it. Yeah, I never, like I never heard once. of. I hadn't heard of this one until last week. Till you, till you mentioned it. It's worth it. It's from the same people, you know, Wales Interactive that did the other ones that we like. Totally worth it. Right now, it's uh, six dollars and seventy something cents. The last games that I got, I got the Resident Evil Five and Six. These were on sale at Best Buy, the digital version. You get the digital really? version yeah. of both these games. Really, really cheap, yeah. and they're still on sale. Until like tomorrow, does that mean like in two yeah. hours? Because uh, I really, I, I want, so. I want you to play these games. I really do. I want to know. Uh, I want to know your thoughts on Resident Evil Six. Like, because that was, yeah, that one was really panned when it came out. But I mean, I think you know, it's like a rental. You know, get to get it for four dollars. Try yeah. it out. Yeah, the price on these was four dollars and thirty five cents each. Five I've played before. I already know that I, you know, it's it's not it's not the classic that Resident Evil Four was, but it's kind of along those lines. And uh, six I've never played before. I thought I think you played the demo on Switch. I think I remember you talking about that on one of our episodes, but not yeah, like all, all the way through. I don't yeah, because yeah, there's because you can play because you can play demos of five and six. And I, me- I remember that was an episode where you talked about that. I'm just really I was always really curious about that one because, like I said, it was it's kind of like the almost nail in the coffin of Resident Evil at the time, you know, where they where they had to kind of like you know, figure hmm. shit out and then come out with seven, which was, you know, phenomenal from what, from what Back I heard, to basics, yeah. you know, when they had to make it, yeah, make it a little more like, uh, cause I think that was the problem with five too, was four was a little more action oriented and then five was way too much action. I don't know. I, I played five yeah. when it was on PlayStation plus and it basically felt like an action game that didn't play like an action game. It was like, it was trying to be like uncharted or something like that, but, but the controls still sucked because you were still playing like the tank controls and stuff. And it was just overly frustrating to, to me. So I never I never made it through. I remember Otis and I playing five and having a pretty good time with it. But I felt the same. I felt it was like I don't know, it was like trying to do, you know, Day of the Dead or something, like 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 with all the sunlight and you know the different atmosphere was cool. Like all, going to Africa and all that. Also kind of super racist as well. It hasn't aged well over time with the with the, uh, with, the, with, the with the black zombies and all that. It's I mean, of, I don't think it ever did. Like, yeah, it was. Like, I'm just saying it was it was it was cringe when it came out. Let's go to Africa <laughs> in the daylight, kill yeah. a bunch of black native people, people that are yeah <laughs> infected or whatever. It was already kind of cringe, like when it released. Even it was kind of like it was like mm, <laughs> I don't know. 
I mean, you had a, your your parent your partner's black, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's still kind of it's still kind of a little like mm, I don't know. I guess Wesker's in there. I heard he shows up again at the end. Spoilers. Well, so that's it for all the games that I got. I ended up getting uh, twenty five. If you want to be technical, like twenty five games, but with like the collections and stuff, it's actually forty three games. Uh, my total cost was ninety eight dollars and seventy cents. So that's two dollars and thirty cents per game. So not bad. Plus, I got a discounted eShop card. I got a hundred dollars worth of eShop credit for ninety bucks. Yeah, I tried. I, I tried to look at that, and it must have been gone or whatever when I did it. But I ended up getting a. I got the thirty five dollar ones for thirty. Mm-hmm. So I still saved like ten bucks on seventy. So I got like seventy oh, sure. for sixty. But all the other. But that was the only one that was on sale. So I don't know what because that one was ten percent and everything else was five supposedly, but it wasn't there when I did it. So I don't know what what's up with that. But my my challenge to you is to beat one of these games by next week. You should do that. I mean, I think some oh, of them, some of them are really cheap, are really short. You could probably get through. I mean, I mean, Gris is three hours, so uh, you could you could do that. Yeah, maybe I could do that. <laughs> it's it's three hours long. You know. I think the one that I've played the most so far is McPixel. That game is a lot of fun. It's really funny. I mean, if it's anything like WarioWare, sure, you short. can you should be able to beat it in one sitting. Also, I mean, that's what I've done with like every WarioWare game. Yeah, that's it for me. It says, uh, how long to beat says the McPixel is an hour and a half long. Oh, that's McPixel 1. McPixel 3 is five hours, so that's longer than okay. Chris. But no, I, I think a lot of these are pretty short. So you could you could probably you probably find your way through them. But yeah, I mean, we're like, we're almost at break time, so we can just like take a break now. Let's break. Take a break. Sure. Break. Welcome. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast!
Game over. back from the break let's talk about other stuff that we got uh i guess jeremy we both played super Mario rpg some more i only played it a little bit actually since last week i basically just beat uh valencia like after we talked last week i went and beat her like that was really easy and then i went and got the lazy shell and that's about that's about all i've done because there was other well i had to edit and there was you know i played other games there's also holiday type things that yeah. There's also with Thanksgiving in the middle of that, so <laughs> that's why uh, that's why the edit was a was a day late because you know stuff like Thanksgiving, like it's just I just get like uh, socially drained. So by the end of the day, I just don't want to do anything other than sleep because I'm not a social, I, because I, I'm I totally not a social person at all. So not that I had a bad time. I just I you know hanging out with people just makes me want to just not just sit in the dark and not say anything. You're really really good at it. <laughs> that's what that's what is, wants me. Is to. your problem? So people think you are social. Well, when I have a couple drinks, I am. <laughs> but uh, I'm the same way. You know, sometimes I get, sometimes I have too much, and then I get, and then I get lonely and call people from New York and talk to them until five in the morning. That's what I did. La- that's what I did last Wednesday. No, it was fun. I, I, did, you, I, did you call Jess? Huh? Who'd you call? I called Shake from New York and, and talked to him till like four in the morning last last week, last Wednesday, after we got done recording. That's great. Well, I, I just texted him and Joe to see if they wanted to play AEW or whatever. But yeah, we mostly just, Joe went to sleep and Shake talked to me for however long. I was drunk. I was like, hey, dude. Were you playing games or just talking? No, we didn't play anything. We just talked. <laughs> Aw. That's nice. That's friends. It, it was, you know, if you're drunk enough to put up with me. It's another reason to love Shake, which I already love Shake. Now I love Shake even more. I just wanted to talk about dynamite and wrestling shit and all that. But yeah, Super Mario RPG uh, played that a little bit. Uh, did the Thanksgiving? We had th- we had the we had Thanksgiving at our house, which is something that uh, Jess has really wanted to do for years, like a uh, host Thanksgiving. Oh, they, you hosted like a friendsgiving or a family friends friendsgiving? Because Jess, okay, okay. Jess has been doing this friendsgiving thing with uh, with their college friends for years, for like I don't know how long, and uh, we've always done it. At, I mean, well, Jess and I we've been dating for like over 10 years you know before we were married so wait you dated before you got married that's crazy yeah for like six years but uh right something like that uh but but yeah no i've I've known these i've known these people that have these parties and we've had them at all different places different houses you know we were at caroline's house at like brenda's house at like karen's house whatever all these different people and i know jess always really wanted to have it like at our place and we finally had somewhere to do it so we got to have everything at our house which was pretty cool you know we get to test the the oven and all that they cooked two turkeys together which is like they're like oh my gosh that explains why 
Jess was so stressed about all the cooking, or I don't th- know if they were necessarily stressed, but they just kind of they kind of revealed that they were weary after cooking so much. Oh sure, well I mean Jess, I was to say, uh, Brenda did most of the turkey stuff, but Jess does like you know everybody does their part. Like Jess does like the potatoes and like made like a pumpkin cheesecake and a bunch and a bunch of other shit like that. So. There's also like constant cleanup you have to do when you're cooking like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're always like cleaning up as you go. I did a lot of the dishes while we were while we were, you doing, did. While we were doing all this. Yeah, I'm the dish I'm the dish person. Fuck yeah, Trey. You're yeah. awesome. I cleaned a bunch. I did my part. I did my part. That's awesome, dude. But we had a yeah, we, we had Thanksgiving and uh we played we actually played a lot of Jackbox, which is cool cuz Jackbox is fun. But uh I guess the one that everybody loved was Fibbage 3. So by the end of the day, I was kind of tired of Fibbage Three. I was like, "Just, I, I don't, I don't think I, I I'm like, I need a break from Fibbage Three because we probably played like, I don't know, like ten games of Fibbage Three or something like that. Like, was it starting to repeat yet? Or there, there were a couple. Yeah, there were a couple uh, questions that I had seen before. But it makes me want, it makes me want to get Fibbage Four even more, which I do anyway because we've had a ton of fun with Fibbage Three. And I know four, I think four is like eight or nine, like one of the one of the newer Jackboxes. But everybody just really liked that one. And we tried doing like Quiplash or like a, actually we didn't do Quiplash, but we did a Surviving the Internet. And you know people didn't really get into that as much. They really just loved Fibbage, so we yeah. just did Fibbage over and over again. And most of the time when we do Jackbox, we play a bunch of different games, you know. So it's not like the same thing over and over and over again. But yeah. the but the constant Fibbage was kind of wearing on me a little bit. Or <laughs> just kind of like okay, I mean I like Fibbage, but. You know, we we should play some other stuff like Drawful or you yeah, know, what is I, I mean, don't know. Other, they yeah, just or TKO or you know, we didn't get sometimes the, people find their lane and they just want to stick to it. With their yeah, party, that's pretty you know. much what it was because everybody was pretty. You know, we, we had we were pretty evenly matched. Like a lot of people, you know, different people won and all that. And we did the about you. And then people are probably like, "No, fun. we gotta try again because I'm gonna win this one." Did you do like TKO or anything? No, we we like I said we we did Fibbage three exclusively pretty much. We played Survive the Internet one. The drawing time. ones are my favorite one. Yeah, we did Survive the Internet one time, and people didn't really get into it. But we did it right before we had dinner. So then when we came back, we did Fibbage three, and we also play this game called Tits in a Box, which is basically like a, it's like a telephone pictionary sort of thing where you basically just uh-huh. you you write a sentence. You like you take a piece of paper and you fold it like eight ways, and you write a sentence, and then you pass it to the person on your left or right. And they draw a picture of whatever the sentence is, and then you fold it over, and the next person writes what they think that picture is, and then you fold it oh, over that's and awesome. you send it to the next person, and they draw whatever they think that sentence is. That's called and, and then we call, in a box. That's what they call it. Yeah, I think they Who call calls it that. Just us, just and their friends do call it tits in a box. Okay, so that's a game they've played. Okay, they they call it that because I guess one time they played, there was a picture that looked like tits in a box, and it was really hilarious. So they call it tits in a box. So this one piece of paper could be folded in half and half, and then quarters, and then it's eight. We and can sh- we fold can, it back and forth. We can show you how to play while while you're here if you want to if you want to know. Uh, but no, it, I want to learn how to play this game. It sounds yeah. awesome because yeah, Sean so, and I do yeah. something that's not quite as gamified, but we do like painting while we're like switch canvases to like continue each other's paintings or whatever. No, well, it's not as, it's not as intimate as that. I mean, that sounds fun, but, uh, I mean, it's similar. Yeah. But, uh, no, yeah, it's basically like, it's like, it's like Pictionary. And then at the end, you know, we look at all the pictures and we read like what the original sentence was and what the sentence at the bottom is. And then we laugh at what it is. And we just kind of talk about how it changed from the different people or whatever. And we've been playing that every Thanksgiving since, 2012 or something like that i think was maybe the first time i went to thanksgiving and i've never heard them. of this game before but yeah we we, we 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 play that all the time so we played that once and then we went back and did a whole bunch of fibbage but 
Yeah, I was surprised that nobody there had really played Jackbox. And there was other, there were a couple other people who were other video game people, like uh, uh, Justice Friend Steven. He was at our wedding. You might have saw him for a second. Uh, he he plays a lot of video game stuff. So I talked about him, talked to him a little bit, and I was kind of, I was making a joke, like you know, we were talking about game of the war, game of the year awards stuff, you know, and and I was like, I, I was, you know, because we were talking, I mentioned like about how Jeremy was, you know, so how you were thinking that Baldur's Gate would be the winner and all that, and and if you and if you think about like who was there, so there's like three of us who. Or we're like pretty big video game players. Between the three of us, I was the only one that owned Tears of the Kingdom. I'm the only one that has that. And two people there have Baldur's Gate. So uh, Steven and his friend Will, they have Baldur's Gate. But also Steven and I both have Super Mario Wonder. So I guess you could call it tied. Two Wonders, two Baldur's, only one Tears. I was just surprised that I was the only one there who had played Tears. And Steven told me, you know, I know he's a big Dungeons and Dragons person, like he plays it online with his friends and all that. I asked him, I was like, well, have you played Baldur's Gate 3? And he's like, yeah, I really loved it until I got Wonder, and then I've just completely stopped playing it. Which I think you did too, Jeremy, when you got Wonder completely. That pretty much the same <laughs> Stopped it as well. So he has, yeah, he's been not playing nothing other than Wonder. And yeah, he's the same, similar thing where he's like, I don't really remember where I was, or I might have to start over again, or, you know, like that sort of thing. But I was just kind of, I was just kind of like just asking around, being like, oh, well, shit, you know, there's more people who here who have Baldur's Gate than Tears, so maybe it has a chance. I think what's what's probably going to happen is Spider-Man 2 is just going to end up getting it, and we'll just all be wrong. <laughs> just give it to, just give it to them. Or it'll be like something weird, like Alan Wake 2. Which I'm I hear, pretty sure which it's going to be Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, well, I'm, no, I'll, yeah. you know what? Alan Wake 2 would be cool, and I do want to try it out because I actually played all the way through the first Alan Wake. Oh, I don't remember you? it, but yeah. I played it. Yeah, I never played. Back in the day. I guess it all, I guess it's in Control, too. Like the Alan Wake, Alan Wake and Control are in the same universe. So from what I heard, there was like some DLC for Control that has Alan Wake in it or whatever. If you want to understand the whole story, you got to see that. Watch it on YouTube or play it or whatever. But anyway, yeah, that's that's pretty much what we did on Thanksgiving. But it was fun. It was cool to have everybody over at our at our place, and you know, I know it meant a lot to just to finally be able to host the big Thanksgiving party of the year and all that. And there was like was your like, house is there, there was like so six, well made for that. There was like six people there. You know, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. You know, it was, there wasn't too many people, but we you know we had enough space on our table and all that. And I was happy that our oven was able to cook everything because our oven's not that big i don't think i don't know it was just i was just able we were glad we were able to have everybody and everybody was chill and everybody had a good time seemed like and you know that sort of thing it's it's cool to i know that was something we were we were like oh if we get a house we can probably finally host thanksgiving and all that so that's so so, cool that you could do it the first year yeah so we did and uh yeah it was cool thanks to everybody for coming out and all that so yeah that was that oh yeah there was um there was a trial there was a nintendo switch online trial I was gonna. I almost said this is my middle name. I know what happens at the end of the Nintendo Switch Online trials because I witnessed it last night. Do you want to know what happens? Oh, what happens? They just kick you out of the game. That's what happens. You get kicked. It just abruptly ends. You get kicked to the menu. Yeah, no matter what you're doing, it just says trial over, and it just and it closes the game for you. It's like they pull the trap door out from underneath you and you just fall. They just pull the plug on you, and you get. I got like three or four warnings before that. It's like the trial's almost ending. Trial's almost ending. But I paid, I finally I finally played a uh, Fay Farm, which was the trial, and I really really wanted to play that game. Uh, it's been on my list for a while. I thought it was a little. I still think it's high priced for what it is. Like it's like sixty dollars. You know, I was like, why is it? Why is it like that high priced? Not that it's I I not that it's a bad game. Like I actually enjoyed it a lot. 
but I just, it's just kind of, I just wasn't willing to pay 60 bucks for it. You know, I would have been much more, and it was even on, it's on sale now for like $45. Like if it would have came out for 40 and then it was on sale from that, even if, when, if it came out for 40, I still would have been more willing to buy it, but whatever. But yeah, Fae Farm is a, it's another cozy game, you know, similar to, uh, to Stardew Valley, of course. But the coolest thing about Fae Farm, which I think is brilliant, and I've actually never seen this in any game, it has a context-sensitive tools. So if you remember, it's like Conquer, pretty much, right? Where uh, you push the same button, and no matter what you're, li- what you're by, it changes to whatever you need. So what I mean by context-sensitive tools is like, let's say, uh, let's say you want to like cut a tree down. You walk over to the tree, and you automatically have an axe in your hand to cut the tree down. And then you can walk to the grass right next to the tree, and then all of a sudden you have the sickle in your hand, and you cut that down. You don't have to press anything to switch items. It just automatically does it. And that's really cool. I've never seen that in anything, in any of these cozy games ever. And I was like, that's that's pretty fucking dope. You know, like, you could just you could just walk from one thing to another, and it'll just automatically change to whatever you do. Like, same thing, you stand over the seeds in your garden, it automatically changes to the watering can. Or you're standing on over soil, it automatically changes to seeds, and you just hit A, and then it drops the seed in there, and then it changes to the watering can, and then you hit A, and then you water. You know, like it's pretty awesome for that sort of thing. Really, really seamless. So I really enjoy. I really enjoyed that part of it. I like that. That's accessible for whoever might try to play as well. Yeah, I was like, I was like, damn, that's awesome. Like, why didn't why didn't other games do that? And it's and it doesn't. It feels it's just like supernatural. Like it doesn't feel it doesn't load or anything. It just happens. You know. I was like, wow, that's awesome. Uh, you can, there's like a, there's like a town center with like four different tables where you can put all your shit out and that's how you can sell stuff. And I know if you play multiplayer, different people can put stuff there and it'll automatically get bought at the end of the day. That's how you sell things instead of having like a farm box, like, like, it's like Sturdy Valley or whatever. Let's see what else. Um, oh yeah. When I was, uh, there's a mine, there's a mine that you go through, you know, very much like, uh, Stardew Valley and, uh, you, you make these seals, for each level, for each level, so you can warp to those levels, which that that's kind of annoying. But what's cool when you do like warp to the levels, it'll tell you like the percentage of what type of minerals and shit are in there. So if you're looking for like topaz or like or or uh, uh, peridot or whatever, it'll tell you like which floor has more of that, so you can go right to it and find it. Like I found that really useful too. Instead of like, you know, Stardew always had to look at a guide to be like, all right, well, where's where's this at? Where's that at? You know. This one is more like, well, it's, this is here, this is there. Which helps because there's like a, a good amount of fetch questy type stuff in there. Upgrading tools is really quick. Uh, you just give the guy the money and the shit and uh, it just, boom, it automatically changes. You don't have to wait a day for it or whatever. So you can just upgrade all your shit in like one swoop. It seems real, it seems much faster in that way. I like that you can jump too. You can jump so you can jump over a lot of things. It moves a lot quicker. You can swim in all the water. There's not really anything that's unaccessible specifically i guess there are like uh some parts there's like these there's there's kind of a bit of a metroidvania to it like i i got through the first mine which is like the first like dungeon or whatever and you get your weapon upgraded and you get the you get this like a whirlwind uh this whirlwind spell that you get where it'll basically get rid of these like uh these pockets of like fog that you can't pass through that are in the level so that's how you unlock different stuff like on the island that you haven't got to before. So there's kind of like little Metroidvania shit in there, but it was, yeah, I, I played it. I played it all the way till it was done until it kicked me out. <laughs> so I, I was basically like, I need to play, you know, I was like, I, I need to play as much as Fae Farm as I can for what they allow me on the, on the trial. And I did really, really enjoy it. Like I was having a lot of time, good time with it. I just, uh, 
I'm not, I'm not and I was like, I don't know if I want to play pay forty four dollars for it. Plus, I have all these other games that I still need to play as well. You know, like I said, I never beat didn't beat Super Mario RPG. Was planning on doing that. Sea of Stars, Pikmin Four, Mario Wonder, all this other shit that I still haven't played. <laughs> that's like contenders for Game of the Year and all that. But it was fun. You know, it was a good time. So I was enjoying it. I saw you like played it for a second, right, Jeremy? I, I saw you. Yeah, sadly, I didn't have much time to play it. I I was very busy this week, and uh, only had time to play a little bit of video games. Yeah, that was mostly that was mostly all I played. But last night, uh, last night after it kicked me out at two a.m., I was like, "All right, uh, let's play some of that in Stars and Time game that I've really, really been wanting to play." And I played I played a couple hours of it, and that's what was my middle name was earlier. Where I'm like, "Is this the second loop or the first loop?" Because I I got through it where I died and it started over again. And it's just your one main character that remembers that there's a loop. So I, I talked about it last week where it's basically it's the end of a it's it's the end of an RPG. Like it's pretend you've been on this RPG for how many hours? All your characters are level forty five, you have your whole party together, and you're at the final you're basically in the village before the final dungeon of the game. And you go and you talk to all your different characters. They all introduce themselves with their pronouns, which is really cool. Like I thought that was awesome. Uh and uh and yeah, and you basically you go into the dungeon and fucking rock falls on your head. You're dead. You know, you can't you can't like dodge it or anything. And you wake up in a field and you're like, "Oh fuck, everything is returned again." But what I thought was really interesting is uh you have like three things that you can equip, of course. You know, you have like your weapon and your armor and you have like a your relic slot or whatever as it would be in RPGs. And what's interesting is the relic is your memory. So as every each time you go through a loop, you learn a new thing. So the new thing that you learn becomes your equipment that you equip. So like, so I have the memory of looping now, which I was able to like equip that gave me like higher stats. So like, so each thing that you learn every time you die and come back again, you is like an item, which I thought was really really neat. And there's this whole like uh, the battle system is cool. There's this whole like uh, rock rock paper scissors mechanic there, where each person like attacks in different ways, and it'll tell you. Like there's like a magician, there's like a, a mage that does like, can do all the attacks, can do rock, paper, and scissors. If you do like five, uh, if you do five of the same attacks in a row, you kind of get the equivalent to what happens in Persona when you like knock down a character and everybody piles on them and beats the shit out of them. You can do one of those. You can do like one of those pile on things. But the game's written really, really well. Like the characters are very charming. Like you can tell, it's one of those things like when you first kind of start playing it, you, you know that it has a direction. Like you can tell that it's like, that they know what they're doing and you're, you know, I've played enough games that I feel like you from the beginning, a lot of times you'd be like, all right, no, I think this is, I think this is a good one, you know, just cause you can tell with the writing and it's all black and white, but it looks beautiful, you know, and it's, it's got that, you know, it's got that indie style that has, I don't know. I just felt, I, I really, I really enjoyed all of the characters and there's a lot of dialogue, but I wasn't, I didn't find it boring. Like I thought it was incredibly intriguing and all that. And I like how they've, and I've only, I've only scratched the surface. Like I said, I've only died like once, but I'm really interested to play more of it. I'm excited about getting into it more. So that's all I have to say about that. Uh, I did, I did, I did. And, uh, and last thing I wanted to, I really wanted to do the F-099 classic mode, which just dropped yesterday. And I did play it last night and I love it. It's basically. Is it good? Well, it's basically F-099, but what if F-099 was F-0 on Super Nintendo? So it basically takes away all the things that were not in the Super Nintendo game. So instead of racing against 98 other characters, you're only racing against 19 now. So now there's only 20. So it's F-Zero 20. But you don't... They're basically taking away all the things that weren't in the original Super Nintendo game. 
So if you want to do a, if you want to do like a boost, you earn a boost every lap, which is how it worked in the original game. So you only get one boost per lap. Uh, you you know. So it, you can't even boost until you've completed your first lap. Exactly. Yeah. So you can't boost until the first lap is completed. Uh, your your life doesn't go away when you boost. Um, there's no like upper level for you to drive around in and all that. There's no like there's is no there like no yellow spin? coins. There's no spin either. They took that away. So I like it a lot because it basically is like an HD version of of the Super Nintendo F Zero game that's multiplayer. And you're playing against real people. Yeah. Yeah, that's online. That's fucking awesome. I love it. That's I mean, incredible. And it's in four. It's, it's, it's in, try it. It's in four by three too. <laughs> they they made it uh, the square. They made it like the square instead of the widescreen, which is uh. Well, how does that work with your like customized vehicles and stuff? Are you just like relegated to like the basic roster? They still look the same. Like your your vehicles won't okay, change. Cool. It, I mean, the, they don't have any. They still have the original ships that are from the Super Nintendo one. They haven't added anything since then. It just uh, it it's just you don't have the spin. You don't have the upper level. Uh, and you don't lose life when you when you boost. And I got fourth place like three or four times. I was in third. I almost got third. I was so close. But there's less people in oh, there. Oh, oh and, and the, the tracks are smaller, too, because they're exactly okay. the same yeah. as the Super Nintendo one. So how does that work with the... Uh, I know that they're not as wide, but... It actually makes it same. a lot harder with the tracks smaller, also, because there's... Oh, I imagine. Because cause you can die... First time I played, I got fucking killed, like... Within a couple minutes, because I because I ran because I got knocked into the wall and got yeah my fucking shit blew up. But what you sorry, say? dude. They call them space units. Whatever. F zero. They're not minutes. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I just made that up. But anyway, uh, no, I I want to try it. Like it sounds awesome. Like I was they really, really did. They really leaned into like we're gonna make it classic mode, and it's what would have been released on it. SNES if they ha- could have done it at the time. Oh yeah, no, it's a yeah, it's exactly. I mean, I'm a you know, I love F Zero. I definitely really, and I love F Zero Super Nintendo. And this is like the yeah, I still I still can't believe this came out this year. Like it's just like this is too fucking cool. How does it work with r- rankings and stuff? Like, is it a separate ranking system, or does it contribute to your overall ranking? So basically, the way it, it's similar to everything else. So, so you can't always play classic mode. Like, if you jump on right now, it okay. might not be available. It's the same as like Grand Prix and Mini, okay. Mini Prix and Team Race okay. and all that. It'll it'll show up at certain times, and you can only play it for a certain amount of time before it goes away. It's basically how it works. Gotcha. But I real I, I was like I want to play, and I jumped on. And it took about 10 minutes before Classic ended up showing up. But I just love that they're still adding stuff to the game. There's still like there's still life in F-099. And, you know, being an F-Zero fan that's been years since we've seen anything of F-Zero, you know, aside from like those couple DLC levels, uh, it's just really nice. Especially the Super Nintendo game, which is like, I don't know. You know, we talked about last week about, you know, like uh, having your like whatever, your nostalgic uh, bowl of soup game or whatever. F-Zero Super Nintendo is totally that for me. Like, that soundtrack is one of my favorite soundtracks ever. And I just love everything about the game. I love the colors. I love the backgrounds. I love the levels. It's just, yeah, I can play it over and over and over again and still have a great time with it. So it's nice. It's been a while since I played F-Zero 99, so I was really happy to turn it on again. And I'm really happy there's a classic mode on there. So there's a good chance. That's you know, I was, I was surprised that there was something that they did with the 99 formula that really appealed to me. In the same way as Tetris 99, not, not the same like type of gameplay, but the same like compulsive desire to play it because 
it's just so fun. You just, you're always like one more round, one more round. Oh yeah, definitely. I ended up staying, I stayed up till almost like six in the morning last night, but, or this morning, whatever. But I just, I had to, you know, I had to, I was like, I was like, all right, I got to play this classic mode. I got to play this classic mode. So I, so I was like, yeah, so I played that for a while and then it was the Grand Prix. And then I, you know, I played Grand Prix and I like wiped out in the first round, but it was still available. So I played the, it was the Knights League, but I got all the way to the end. I got all the way to Silence and I finished in like 15th, which was was pretty cool. I was, I was pretty happy about that because normally I don't do that well. I normally get around like 30. I'm still like level in the middle of B plus, but still same game is still great. And we should, uh, we can try to play it, uh, bring, bring your switch with you. We can try to play it like multiplayer in the same room while you're here tomorrow oh yeah be fun but that's my stuff all righty well i was gonna say uh not a whole lot did i play this week because it's just super busy um you know so when we got done with the podcast last week i stayed up a little later than i probably should have and i finished super mario rpg remake yeah i stayed up way too late um i just i I, to me it's just i've played through it so many times it's like we said, my bowl of soup or whatever. So I just like, I got through it real quick. And also I had already got the lazy shell and stuff. And um, then I also went back and bought the experience point booster from the frog coin emporium or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I thought you already had since it. Frog coins are so much easier to get. Maybe I did. Maybe I, th- I, I thought you said you had it, it on uh, last week. I thought you said you put it on Bowser because you were trying to, that is true. So yeah, I had bought it already. So yeah, I switched it over to Mario, and then I also bought the. Uh, I went back and bought the, the thing that makes spells ca- cost half as much, and gave it to Geno. Oh and yeah. So yeah. Uh, I can keep using the Geno, like the ultimate Geno spell, over and over again, and uh, the one that also the Geno boost. Yeah, yeah, and I keep boosting everybody. Yeah, it, honestly, like because of like the changed way the frog coins work, I'd say that's one of the biggest ways they made the game easier i like that a lot actually so you don't have to like go through like the whatever the the mine the mine the minus river or, course yeah or you don't have to do the thing where you climb the mountain or whatever you don't have to do this or like was there's the one where you jump on the koopa shells which is annoying too because of the isometric isometric view where if you oh yeah yeah there's the time, one where you're going over the uh actually i think that one ended up being the fastest one i learned if you if you got it right but that's yeah, that's the one where you're like going across the donut blocks and the bullet bills are going out. Yeah. But, oh yeah, uh, that, I played that one too. Yeah, that one's annoying too. The the minus river course was one way to do it, but you had to ch- exchange coins, so that was really slow going. Mm, uh, yeah. I don't know. This game made it to where I didn't have to grind for frog coins, which I appreciated because for sure every once in a while an enemy will just be like really really hard. You're like what, and then. After a while, you sort of adjust to the fact that it's because it's a frog coin version. I like the hard enemies in there. Actually, it made the it made, I it made the battles less boring or less less uh, easy. I guess. Well, I mean, not that they were necessarily hard, but it's like that. There's somebody that has a little bit more. There's more of like a hit sponge that'll give you a coin for doing it. And all that. So, like, yeah. For instance, like um, you fight a lot of those like big flying Koopa Troopas, and they'll like. They have to prepare for their attack, you know, because they're so giant or whatever. And uh, usually I would have defeated them before they're able to do their attack. But because like one of them might randomly be a frog coin enemy, then I actually have to like defend myself against that attack. It might actually hit harder as well, it seems. So, yeah, I don't know. I like those little extra difficulty boosters, but ultimately it's really easy game. 
No, no Culex though yet. You did. You didn't go. You didn't go beat Culex. I figured you might go. I do have that. not beaten Culex, but I have tried Culex. That that was my plan uh, before the the Fay Farm thing. My original plan was like I'll go beat Culex and then I'll beat the game because I thought I could probably do it easier with the lazy shell, you know. Because I said, you know, a friend of mine did it real easy when I was in high school and all that. Uh, but I like I said. I got distracted by Fae Farm, so I haven't played it. Since. Right after I got the Lazy Shell, I went and tried to fight Culex, and everybody died but uh, Bowser, who's wearing the armor version of the shell. Yeah, But he's only hitting for one hit point, so it would have just been like an uphill battle of like, well, I'd already run out of items, so I was like, I don't really want to play for like two hours to try to beat Culex, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, just with Bowser by himself, so the, that it's kind of the downside of the the lazy shell but no now that i've leveled up a bunch more and i've finished the game and i've uh, topped out my inventory with uh, the best healing items and all that i'm going to go back and fight culex and yeah i do i do have a goal to beat culex by the end of 2023 i do like the presentation of culex i thought that was cool he looks the same he looks the same as yeah. he did before exactly I, I like the that. same yeah he's still all uh and and I didn't recognize the music at the time because I hadn't played Final Fantasy two slash four, so it was kind of like, oh yeah, I know that song now. What was it? I, I put I put the uh, the armor shell. I put it on Peach because Peach has the healing abilities. But I so that's why I was like, I'll keep Peach. Peach will be the ones that's alive, so she can bring everybody back to life when they get killed that's or smart. whatever. But I haven't played him yet. But that was my strategy. I didn't know that for. Peach could also wear the shell. Everybody can wear the I shell. I thought only bows. I thought only Bowser could wear the shell. Bowser or Mario could wear the shell. Oh, anybody can wear the shell. It's it's like it's like into the Spider Verse, man. And anybody can wear the mask. Anybody can wear the. I shell. don't remember it being that way. Oh well, it, it is now. I I thought in the original one anybody could put it on too. So I thought I put. it I would on be whoever. interested in checking that out. But yeah, I put. I it, thought only Bowser or Mario could use those shells. Nope, I put it on Peach. Cool. Well, anyway, so yeah, I did finish that and. uh yeah, it's cool. Like, you know, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but it still had a, a good ending. Like, it's a good... Uh... See, I don't think there's much to spoil. I mean, he beats the sword character that falls into the castle. I think everybody knows that's the way it's going to end. You know, it's like bad yeah. guy here, good guy beats bad guy. I guess I just mean more like the presentation, like classic versus current. Like, how do they approach it? And as someone who's beaten the game multiple times on the original hardware, I thought it did justice to the original ending. Wait, That's kind of what I meant by that. The only thing I want to know is Luigi still leading the parade in the credits. Yep. Okay, good. Because if it wasn't, I was going to say, fuck you to this game. Even though I like this game, I would say, fuck you to this game. I would be very disappointed if Luigi was still not in the parade at the end. Or was not in the parade this time. That would make that would make me sad. Because that's like the only way that we see him in the game. This is very I have been paid by the developers of the game to say that, though. So take it for what you want. Are you drinking red stripe? Oh, Coors banquets. Drinking drinking banquets down here because very is, Johnny of uh, Cobra Kai for, of you to do that. Well, this is more like very my father of me to do because my dad was a huge ah. Coors fan. This our, our downstairs. Uh, if you come to see it, it's very Coors themed because I have all my all my dad's beer lights and stuff down here. So I thought I should buy some beers too for it. Some Coors beers. You actually have a Coors light. A Coors Light, but not the beer Coors Light, which my dad always called horse piss. That's what he referred to as, as Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got the banquets. It's good stuff. They're they're so cheap though, and you can get a twelve pack for next to nothing. But it's 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 both a blessing and a curse to have them down here. 
but it's uh I mean that's the idea was to have some cheaper beers downstairs for me to just drink whenever I'm down here. Some grenades. So yeah, uh, I did play a little bit of Dave the Diver. So uh, you know, like I said, I played Mario RPG after the podcast last week, and then it's been like a blur. Not necessarily a blur, but been very, very busy between then and I guess it would be Monday night was when I finally could like play video games again. It's like your well, it's also like and, your birthday week, right? Because it's almost it's almost your birthday. Well, officially, yes. I guess that's the thing. I wasn't gonna mention it. Oh, I can cut it. Yes, out if you don't want anybody to know. No, it's okay. No, no, no. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I just wasn't gonna be like it's my birthday. But uh, no, I did. Uh, it was also my partner's birthday this weekend. So. Oh yeah, you have double we birthday. Yeah, well. your birthdays are right next to each other. Yes. Everybody's birthday. Yeah, Sean's like, birthday. My my sister's birthday is like the day. It was like yesterday. So. Everybody's birthday is like this week, and my and my and my nephew's birthday was the same week as Shauna's birthday. So everybody got birthdays. Yep, Valentine's babies, baby. But uh, we uh, as of last week, you know, after we recorded, I I played video games way too late. Then I had to work. Oh wait, I didn't have to work because we were closed Thursday. That's why I played. Yeah, that's why I didn't. Uh, that's why I didn't call you because I thought you had to cook and stuff. No offense, Don't which I that. did. I got up and then I uh, played. Or I got up and then we did like, yeah, double Thanksgiving on Thursday, you know, both our families and then came home and basically passed out. And then Friday I had to work. I slept all day Friday until I had to work. And then, then I had to work Saturday morning. And then Saturday night we celebrated Shauna's birthday. And we actually had several friends come in from out of town to celebrate that. And we went to uh, a cool like um, Korean restaurant in town. And we were going to potentially do like karaoke because they also have like a karaoke spot in that restaurant. But then we decided like in separate rooms. Actually, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. They have like private karaoke. Yeah. Like the Korean. We were like, but we were like, what? How about instead we go uh, to the roller skating rink, which is around the corner of from there? So we went and we roller skated for a couple hours. And uh, that was awesome. I fucking love roller skating. Wow. And then uh, we went back to our house and we uh, did karaoke here because i have a whole karaoke setup at my house yeah i thought that was what so, you uh, would do or what you would say he's like why, why do it here? so we, we did karaoke until like four or five in the morning the cops never showed up so that's good and uh went to sleep and then uh what was the next day sunday saturday wait hold on where are we now that was friday i don't know that was friday no saturday is when we did the birthday party oh no sunday was the mustache competition so sunday was the mustache competition and that was when I had to like do an entire like show and stuff for people and get judged on it. And I pr- I placed third place. There you go. So Nintendo main Very family, nice. you should know that I brought the ribbon home for us. And also, did Shauna get first for, again? No, Shauna. Shauna got honorable mention this year. Oh, really? Which I was kind of sad because Shauna was Waluigi and did it. Amazing Waluigi. Oh, weird. I figured that oh, I mean she won she won last she, she won last year. She got second place last year. Oh I I thought she won. So I got third this year, so I got the highest place in my household and uh damn. Yeah, I did it by uh my character was D John Mustache, and it was a character who was adamantly against ketchup and also just obsessed with mustard and like so the whole joke was like I was so obsessed with mustard that I didn't really have any friends. <laughs> Because they were kind of tired of me, but at the same time, I was also like, "You do like mustard a lot." Kind of, kind of nobly, like against ketchup and trying to like get rid of it and 
that's kind of my cause and i was trying to like collect email addresses and stuff to like definitely not people to join my cause. so anyway i did this whole thing and i had costume and i had a great time it was some of the most fun i've had in recent memory i created this fake character you know it was very much like a i guess it could be compared to like a wrestling persona or something but oh, instead definitely. i was just like I instead was just like acting like a fool. And... Except for you don't have to like go out and potentially get yourself hurt in the process. You right. Can... No, I wasn't going to get hurt, but I was like. You can just do the theatrical part, but not the actual uh, dangerous exactly. part of fighting, of fake fighting people, you know? Yeah, there's no danger. I mean, I did like, uh, I was like opening packs of mustard and like chugging them on stage or whatever, but that's not <laughs> dangerous. But uh, I don't know. Eventually, you'll all be able to see it. I'm trying to figure out how to get around the copyrights. So the the bar and I mean you have, you have that, to you have to mute uh, all the music it? to to do that. Right. I've tried uploading it a few times, but uh, Trey, you could see it if I just uploaded it to the to domain. Yeah, that, that's what thing. I would. Then you could watch it through there if I uploaded it as private to yours, so you could see it. And then in order to share it from there, you have to get people's email addresses and put it in the YouTube description. Or in the like the like settings for the videos. So I'm still trying to figure that out. But in the meantime, so what what I did was I came home. The video got pulled because it was live streamed from YouTube. I came home. I captured it on you know I went back and did a replay, captured it through my Elgato, and uh, as of 11 hours later, it, it had been pulled. So like I did the right thing. Like that was my first goal when I got home was like capture that video. Yeah, well, last, yeah, yeah, last year it was pulled pretty quick, but I think it's yeah, so I have licensed, it. licensed music and all that. It has 27 copyright violations. Well, it's probably every person yeah. that participated used a licensed song. Right? That and also there was a DJ like spitting tunes in between. Yeah, and like, then there's yeah, and then there's I mean every song that was any type of music you heard, I'm sure was a copyright violation. Even though I think they played more than 27 songs there, <laughs> depending. It on wasn't the every time. song. It's oh, actually okay. yeah. You'd be surprised. I guess it. I guess it. I guess it. I guess it depends. Through that didn't get through. Yeah, if it's video game music, they don't care. Doesn't seem like. But I thought it was fun, like coming home and like capturing it because I'm like, well, now I'm like the archiver or the archivist of the group. So I got onto the you know the the social media like page like on Facebook of uh, the frat that hosted it. You know our whole group and uh and I was just like, hey, I got it, and I'm gonna. So essentially, my plan is to divide it into chapters and then put it onto flash drives. Like, I'm not going to go through the path. Like, I'm not going to burn it onto a DVD. You could do that yourself if you want to. Like, people don't care about DVDs anymore. I'm just going to get like a, I'm going to find whatever, you know, compress the file as much as I can and then get whatever the cheapest common denominator flash drive is and then just hand it to people. That's how they can watch it, the people that want to. Also, like, I'll let people know. I could probably send it through each transfer or something. I was going to say you could, I mean, you could always just, I mean, you can just post it privately on YouTube and just send them a private, like, like what we do with our videos and just send them a private link. That didn't it. work. I tried. It didn't I work. Tried. Oh, okay. It did not work. Nope. Cause I, I had the advantage of having uh, both of our logins for YouTube. So I could switch between our accounts like Nintendo main and, yeah. um, and uh, my account so what I would do is I would post it with my account and then I would switch accounts and then see if I could access it, not just through the app, but through the browser. Like if I put the browser link in and no matter what I did, it would still block it. So like, I was like, 
it's crazy. So like with my device, I can watch it on anything. So if you're hanging out with me and you want to see the mustache contest, like I can show it to you right then and there. But in order for you to see it, you would have to log into my YouTube account or I would have to do it as a private and then put you in the description. You would have to have your email address in the description. And then in order to watch the video, you have to log into a Google account. That's why I discovered. Try Vimeo because I've been sent invites to private Vimeo links okay. before for like whole movies and stuff. Yeah. We certainly have all kinds of that was my, like yeah. kinds of music in there. I was originally going to a good idea. I think Yeah, I was originally going to use Vimeo for our, for our like Patreon videos, but it was more complicated than just making it a private thing. I've never YouTube. thought about that. So I just did that just cause I'm not familiar with Vimeo, but I've done this. I still, I still the plan same on doing like where a, people have sent me a links chaptered out stuff. version that I can just distribute physically, but, um, no, I'll try Vimeo. That's a good idea. Anyway, uh, so my whole, like I said, my whole custard, custard, my whole character was mustard-based uh, humor. So uh, my character came out dressed as Dijon mustard. Literally had a costume that looks like Dijon mustard, and uh, yeah, I skanked to mustard plug oh, playing over the radio. There you go. I remember that band. I don't. And hate, then I, I, don't uh, hate them, I basically I like did my like system like my whole like um my whole mission statement of like abolishing ketchup and then when i came back i was wearing like a uh, a blazer and like a t-shirt jeans and stuff trying to kind of look like jerry seinfeld but it was like all mustard themed like i had a mustard shirt it was like a shirt that had like a bottle of mustard on it and then it was like a mustard yellow blazer <laughs> anyway it's hard to explain it i, Very I hope you can see it i hope i hope everybody can see it but uh I did put a lot of work into it, and all my humor was mustard-based, so I didn't know if anybody wanted to hear one of my jokes from the stand-up theme. You can say one. Here. Go for it. All right. Let's do this. All right. So, lately I've been involved in a bit of a sadomasochistic relationship. I don't know if y'all have heard about this sort of thing, but it is crazy, and it is awesome, but it is also crazy. Anyway... Lately, I've been dumping mustard on my partner. Do you want to know why? Why? Because mustard's always good on the sub. Uh... <laughs> that was one of my jokes. I had a lot of others, but yeah, that was one of the cringier ones. Did you I... have any hot dog ones? I mean, you got to do at least like, well, you know, it's the the Chicago thing. The whole like, uh, it's like it's like a it's out it's like illegal to put ketchup on a hot dog. Like it's only mustards. That well, that was dogs. the uh, that was other people talking to me about it, but I never actually mentioned it other than to say. So, like when I was getting interviewed by the uh, the MC, they were like, "Oh, it seems like you would fit in Chicago because they hate mustard on hot dogs, and I, or they hate ketchup, ketchup on hot dogs." And yeah. I was just like, "Yeah, well, they're right." But that's all I said. I didn't like lead <laughs> into the Chicago. Area. Yeah, I just kind of, I just was kind of like a kooky guy obsessed with mustard. Like another thing about my character is that I had yellow makeup and my mustache to where it looked like I had mustard all over my face that was just like caked in it. And uh nice. so they were asking me like what I thought about mustaches and I was like, I love that I can save this the flavor and the smell of my favorite thing with me everywhere I go. No. So I was just trying to be like kind of a really deranged like but also anti comedy. Oh yeah it worked. I got try to place. try to work well try to work mustard into every answer. Seems like everything has to be I'll tell mustard. one more joke. This one's a little more innocent. Okay. I want to have a, you know, when, once I'm like able to have it, I want like the perfect family, you know, my wife, myself, and a cat and a dog. 
and my cat's name's going to be Meowstered, and my dog's name's going to be Mutstered. Very nice. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Only mustard-based right, names. All right, I'll tell one more joke. Anyway, there's this guy. His whole life, he wanted to be a drug dealer, even in kindergarten. When they drew their little pictures about what they were going to be when they grew up, he said, I'm going to be a drug dealer. And of course, his parents got called and all that. And it was a big deal. So as he was growing up, his family tried to push him the other way. They were like, you know, do this other stuff that's more cool, you know, like that's more socially accepted, also not illegal. You know, we really want you to do this kind of thing. But he always kept like trying to lean back towards the illegal stuff. So eventually his family is like, you know what? I think we figured out the job for him. They got him a job to work for Coleman's Mustard. Have you heard of this? Coleman's Mustard? It's a dry mustard. mustard. Yeah, it's like a dry mustard you buy. Uh, very widely used, at least domestically. I don't know worldwide, but it's used a lot. But it was early on in the, 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 you know, the history of the company, and they were still going door to door selling mustard powder. So he was doing this. He was going door to door selling mustard powder. And at this point, his family had thoroughly convinced him, you know, you're doing like an honest career, go from door to door, sell this mustard powder. You're going to be ultimately fulfilled and happy because you follow the law. You don't have to worry about defending yourself later. Everything is according to code. You're selling mustard. But he had some friends from back in the day. They were like, you know what you could do? You could add a little flour to that, some turmeric, maybe a little cornstarch. Stretch it out. You could sell mustard powder for the same price, but you would have, you know, you'd be using less in the overall term. Because of his morality, the guy quit the job. He couldn't cut the mustard. Uh, that's a long joke. <laughs> I, I stretched it out for the podcast. It was le- it was shorter in the oh <laughs> in the It's not like we need more time. <laughs> We're already in two hours here. Anyway, that, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh yeah, otherwise, like Dave the Diver played that a little bit more. Yeah, eighty hours. Uh, I looked at your stats. Yeah, 80 hours in. 80 hours in uh, Dave the Diver. You definitely got your 80 hours for a 20-hour game. You definitely got your uh, what you needed from that. That was another oh, sure You have to do less hours to be a licensed scuba diver. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think it's it's probably well, worse. If you're like... But I will say... If you're scuba, yeah. You're going all the way down there. I was surprised I actually opened a new farm this week. So, like, I can't remember last week if I had... If I said I had unlocked the ability to hire somebody to run my farm, but that was a thing that happened post game, and also you know the second restaurant, and then uh, now I've got a uh, a seaweed farm, so like I can go down to the the bottom of the ocean and farm there too. So the game has a lot of depth to it, pun intended. Well, but <laughs> I am kind of like a little bummed that I didn't discover this kind of stuff before I beat it because I'm a little less inspired to play it but i did play it a little bit yesterday like when i had some time after work and uh that was like when i started playing video games again so i was like i'm gonna go back to dave see what's happening but i literally don't have to dive anymore because my fish farm just grows all the fish i need well you know if you're that's pretty cool if you're interested in some above ground gaming or above water gaming you still got that AEW game you can try out there I have not had a chance to try that yet. I still, it's still sealed. Joe, Joe is very excited for you to join us on one of our uh, weekly uh, wrestling streams, which I started calling Wrestle Chat just for the fun of it. He's I like, think what? next week's going to be the time. He's like, hey, he's I like, why don't have... you? He's like, why don't you call it something about wrestling? Since we talk about wrestling all the time, and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, whatever you want to call it. So I think it's, 
We call it like Wrestle Chat Game Stream or something like that. But I told Joe that I got you the game, and he was very excited uh, for you potentially coming on to our stream. So, so hopefully next. I week. do plan on booting it up this next week. Like, obviously, we're coming up to visit you tomorrow and go to the show and stuff. So, but basically after that, like, I don't have any real plans until January. You know, other than like the holidays. But aside from our four hundredth episode, which might well, which it. might be next week, might not be next week. Uh, do we know? We will not do one without do we, do all we know on that so <laughs> it will be pushed back do we know we'll things see. on that john you're still we're still up in there up in the air on that not yet although tomorrow it will definitely get pushed back we will not do it without you there's no fucking way so yeah we're, up, we're at episode it. 399 uh we are going to do episode 400 but yeah if one of us is missing from it uh, we won't do it so if anybody's wondering next week like why isn't 400 yet if john can't make it we'll call it like 399b or we'll just call it like special episode or something like that and just exactly try to make it you know make it officially 400 for whenever we do that so that'll be yep. what that is i have no desire to try to yeah well yeah we don't want to cut you out on the 400 it just wouldn't be episode. the same there's no way yeah yeah i appreciate sure. that um yeah but uh is there any i mean is there anything else anybody wants to say uh we're about about at the time here well i guess i could say one quick thing just something interesting i bought online and we'll see if i actually do anything with it but you know, I've been really interested in the N64 uh, EverDrive for a while. Mm. And of course, I like s- supporting the Ukrainian creator that's that got like had to like leave his home and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, the guy, there's a character called. Krix. What's his name? Yeah. Well, Crix is their like username. I'm not sure what their actual name is. They've oh, uh, yeah. yeah I mean, but what they're known by is Crix, right? But uh, there's another guy or another person I've been following for a while now on twitter and they're called conrad beckman beckman with two ends and they're the ones that hacked the mario game and watch first so they're ones that actually like got you know were loading roms onto it and stuff before anybody else and then they did the same thing subsequently with the zelda one which i guess wasn't that different but they were able to do it but uh, they still post stuff where they're doing that but they were officially the first people that like posted video of that running as far as i know but uh, i've been following this person ever since just to see the interesting stuff they post and you know for the most part it's usually above my head it's like hacking some like device and i'm like okay well i don't know what that even is but it's all about like you know figuring ways around getting things to work on different devices so i guess they've been working with somebody else to develop a a dev cart for the n64 but make it as cheap as possible essentially it's like an everdrive but it's priced at only like six or seven bucks because it's just like a a, a a breadboard printed out and so i bought it i, I purchased it and the 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 one catch is i do have to buy a raspberry pi pico which is about 12 bucks i think plus shipping but if i'm able to successfully solder this to the board which the board's customized for that thing do you have, do you have a soldering iron like put together do i do have a soldering iron i okay. do have soldering i always liked that in uh junior high i was in shop class i always thought soldering was cool if if i learned how to do it again i could actually fix a lot of audio cables from from doing that yeah I mean, you can yeah can help you do a lot of shit you would level up your behavior a lot <laughs> my, le- le- over to, or you know i mean really your uh your trade so yeah. sorry level up my behavior <laughs> you, you, learn to learn to solder you'll you'll have better behavior <laughs> behavior plus four yeah <laughs> yeah uh, 
no but anyway i i don't know i just ordered it it's it's gonna be shipped to me from sweden it's you know like a super duper niche kind of thing i think i ended up paying like more than the board's worth for shipping so i think i ended up paying like eight or nine bucks after shipping but um it's gonna arrive here eventually and then of course i'm gonna order that raspberry pi pico and i'm gonna give my best shot at soldering it but if i do that and i end up getting a EverDrive 64 for like 20 something bucks instead of whatever it costs i'm down with that and and what you have to do with your EverDrive 64 and your raspberry pi pico you have to play as pico in uh f0x pico is the alien character from the original f0 okay. so play pico on your pico that's what i'm saying <laughs> that's the one who has the green uh the green uh spaceship racer whatever you want to call gotcha. it gotcha that's pico so yeah play, play pico on your pico there's your F zero trivia there, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, I don't think uh... there's there's something interesting. There's a, a game that was long thought lost and not coming to Switch anymore, but it suddenly reappeared, and it's coming out this week. Skater XL, remember that game? I remember. I remember a bunch of announcements about various skating games, and I remember the yeah. name of this, but I don't remember exactly what it looked like or whatever. So Skater XL, uh, it was announced originally in April, on April 22nd of 2020, before even Tony Hawk 1 and 2 uh, were announced. And that game, you know, Tony Hawk, is, you know, was announced, came out, has been out, long on discount, and, then, and now here comes Skater XL, which is, uh, uh, I, I think its aim is to be a little bit more realistic a little bit more like the old skate series and uh it also adds a uh, 10 player online at 60 frames per second looks cool i mean at this point i'm i'm good with having tony hawk i mean this is a little you know a little too late for me but maybe if it goes on discount i could squeeze another another skate game into my life sure i'm curious to see how it plays because i did actually yeah. there was a speaking of the skate games there was a game called what was it called skate it on Wii, and actually, I really enjoyed that game. It had a good soundtrack. It was really cool because it was motion controlled. So I remember you could like you could like do like a manual, and you would like move the Wii mote like to balance while you're like doing the manual. And I thought that was really cool. Like there were some interesting new skate mechanics that I'd never seen before. And I also really enjoyed the soundtrack on there. Like it had a lot of good music on it. Even though I remember it was supposed to be like end of the world sort of thing, and that's why like there's nobody there because they had to like take everybody out of all the environments to make it run well on Wii and all that, but whatever, it was still a fun game, and I had a great time with it. One more thing is that Ubisoft accidentally released the Beyond Good and Evil 20th Anniversary Edition on the Xbox Store. Oh, did they release before, it? I, I thought before, it was I thought it was just listed there as like a no, they, coming soon. They accidentally released it before it was even announced. They quickly pulled it, and now they've officially announced it. It has been officially announced now. So, do yeah. what, do people have downloaded it? Like, still have it? I don't know. It, I, I saw something they were scrambling to to contain the situation. I didn't think it was available. I thought it just appeared for. So maybe it wasn't like an actual release, but it was like revealed was briefly, as a, like a download or whatever. I thought it so was just is, listed. This is, this is from this is from Nintendo Life. So after Beyond Good and Evil 20th Anniversary Edition was accidentally listed on the Microsoft Store and briefly made available to Ubisoft Plus subscribers, Ubisoft has itself now confirmed that it is indeed the real deal. Okay. 
I guess it was available to some people then. I really yeah. liked that game. I mean, that was a GameCube game, so you know me. I'm a sucker for GameCube games, so I'll probably get it at some point. I actually did have the HD version of that for PlayStation 3, which came out over 10 years ago. But this will be another version of that. you know. But it was a really, really good game, actually. It, um, it's, uh, it was a very, very good uh, GameCube game. Like a, I, I remember Matt Casmasina like was a huge fan of it on IGN got a really good review um it's it's a shorter game but it's very like it's everything is the writing is great has a really crazy song for the race for the race uh racing part remember that yeah and the and the and page the big pig guy was like i don't know there's a bunch of ridiculous characters uh jade main character is cool you could take pictures of stuff felt like that was way ahead of the time now you could take pictures of everything in every game but back then you couldn't you know it was kind of ahead of the time in that way but I thought it was a really good game at the time, you know, and I'd be interested. Maybe I'll go through it again for 20 bucks, you know. I think that's what I got it for on PlayStation 3. Or maybe I'll just play it on PlayStation 3 because I got two of them <laughs> hooked up down here. <laughs> so I guess one more, was it one more thing? We should mention the Nintendo Switch Online thing, right? I guess, oh, yeah. well, we already, we, well, I guess we already said that, uh, Jet Force Gemini was coming out, right? Didn't we say that last week? But uh, but yeah, there is like some week. there's some new stuff. Uh, what was it? And the Japanese one showed uh, showed like 1080 on there. And uh, wasn't there another game? Harvest Moon, Harvest Moon 64. Yeah, and Harvest Moon 64. Yep. Harvest Moon 64. So that would be great. Uh, I mean, I like... That they're scheduled to launch before the end of 2023 in Japan. On, on the Japanese. But if you have a... If you start a Japanese account... And you download those for free, you can play both of them. Like I know Jeremy and I have that. I don't know if you have that as well, John, but I do. 1080, you don't need to read any dialogue whatsoever to play 1080. So if it's all in Japanese, doesn't fucking matter. You can still hear you can still hear those crazy songs. You can hear still hear like <laughs> Call me. By telephone Call song. Yeah. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that the the soundtrack is amazingly stupid in that game. I like it so much. I would love to see them re-release 1080 Avalanche. I felt like that was a game that didn't get enough love, the GameCube one. I think it was. I think IGN gave it a 7 or something like that, but I ended up buying it for real cheap, and I loved it. I thought it was great. You can unlock an NES controller as a board, and whenever you jump, it goes brung, brung, and it makes the Mario noise. It's awesome. It was, it nice. was, a, bad, it was a badass game. It, it never got the love that it, should, that it deserved. They need. They should just release a Wave Race Blue Storm and 1080 Avalanche together as a Switch game. It'll be like the two releases that nobody really loved as much as they should have. That were really, really good, or the two sequels that were really, really good that nobody played. We love. I would love to play those on HD. But I guess that's it. Um, uh, it, it doesn't even matter. Uh, CM Punk's in WWE now. We we talk all about that on our stream on uh, youtubecom slash podcast. You can go listen to that. You know what? How I feel about that. Good riddance. They can have him. They can take that fucking baby. They'll keep yeah. him out of AEW. That's all. That's all I care about. But it's kind of a the the internet discourse has been kind of hilarious on on my version. Like what I've been seeing on Twitter is basically reposts of old shit that that CM Punk did when he was in AEW. Uh, one of my favorite videos was like him and MJF. Uh, him basically because this was at the time where MJF was rumored to leave AEW for WWE before MJF became the babyface that he is now which I think his storyline is great. Probably one of the best on there. But uh, he was basically, CM Punk was like, yeah, you're going to leave and then you're going to be part five of a five-part series of WWE. When you come back, I'll be ready to fight you. And that's exactly what CM Punk did. 
uh, well, he got fired and he became like a, a, a part whatever of a multiple part series of the Survivor series over the weekend. And it's kind of, there's a lot of shit that, that he had said at AEW, which ended up him doing it. And I've seen videos of, you know, cause he gives this speech at the end of Raw on Monday this week, you know, talking about like, oh, I had to leave WWE and come back to be a better person. And uh, you can totally see it in the eyes that he hates being there so much. But this is this is the bed that you made for yourself, Mister Mister Chick Magnet Punk. This is what you, this is what you have here. So enjoy it, Pepsi Phil. But yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that's uh, I don't know that that happened. He's in WWE. I don't watch WWE, so I don't have to worry about seeing his face ever again. But yeah, that's uh, kind of a big a big thing on that. But you can tell if you watch those if you watch those like uh, you watch him on there. He's not necessarily happy to be there, but so they traded Ric Flair for CM Punk or something like that. <laughs> well, CM Punk uh, got fired. I mean, don't forget because he's that's right. Uh, I know, I know. Because uh, you know, I'm just waiting to see who he who he fights backstage next. You know, and how long it takes him to get fired from WWE. Also, it's just kind of funny because uh, I, I guess I've been known to not necessarily be a liker of, of CM Punk. <laughs> you know, but whatever. Uh, I guess uh, let's end on a good note. There's two new Tetris 99 Maximus Cups coming out. I'm really excited about that. Hell one, yeah. This weekend, WarioWare. Uh, we definitely got to play WarioWare multiplayer while you're here, Jeremy. We're, that's going to be something we're going to do. And uh, also, two weeks after that, Mario Wonder on Tetris 99. So that's exciting. I'm, I'm going to play both of those, obviously, because both those games are great. And I forgot that to say that uh, Friday, Jess and I, we both had all Friday off. So we played Mario Wonder, and we got to the final world on there so that's cool like the final like uh series of levels yeah the bowser world whatever the magma world whatever we got we got there so we played more two-player it's actually been you know i mostly just play it two-player because it's fun to play with another person so yeah i love that you're savoring it not just binging it like i did no i only binged uh sonic superstars (laughs) because i loved that game i mean nothing whatever we'll see we'll see how it ends when it gets to game of the year I do like Sonic Superstars better, but I haven't played Mario Wonder as much, I guess. But yeah. Anyway, but that's our show. That's episode 399. Thanks everybody for listening. And you want to find us on the on the Twitter site. I'm at Nintendo underscore domain and Jeremy's at JMXTech. And if you want to watch all these videos that we posted on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and find that. And if you want to find the secret videos that we've been talking about, the Patreon ones, uh, go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. And for five dollars you can get those videos or less. You can get our bonus content. We got a whole lot of extra episodes that are on there. Plenty of expansion pack, WRT radio, all sorts of shit. You can check that out there and yeah. And, and all that twitch.tv slash Nintendo main podcast. You can check out our weekly Monday wrestle chat where we talk about wrestling and play multiplayer games and all that. And hopefully Jeremy and, you know, hopefully both of you will be able to make an appearance at some point. I know, uh, I know Joe wants to see, both of you on there at some point if you can ever hang out and all that but yeah we've been your hosts i'm trey johnson i'm jerry mikowski and thanks everybody for listening we'll see you next time see you punk <laughs>